This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Tuesday, June 23rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the Food and Drug Administration is warning consumers not to use hand sanitizer manufactured by a Mexican company, Esk Biochem, because the products contain methanol, a toxic substance that can cause short and long-term health problems. Uh, methanol is not an acceptable ingredient for hand sanitizers and should not be used due to the toxic effects, according to the FDA. Consumers who have been exposed to hand sanitizer containing methanol should seek immediate treatment, the FDA said in a statement. Exposure uh, to the methanol-based hand sanitizer can cause nausea, vomiting, headache, blurred vision, permanent blindness, seizures, coma, nervous system damage, and even death, the FDA warns. Okay, I'm sorry. What's the name of the company? Because this sanitizer I have is made in Mexico. Oh, really? Let's, yeah. Well, okay, Case, I have um, a list of the the names. So it comes, the name of the company is Esk Biochem, um, but the names of the hand sanitizer so they have one with that exact name on it. The other one is All Clean Hand Sanitizer. Uh, clean ca- clean Care No Germ Advanced Hand Sanitizer, 75% and 80% alcohol. Lavar 70 Gel Hand Sanitizer. The Good Gel Antibacterial. Uh, and then Saniderm Advanced Hand Sanitizer. I'm clear. You're clear? Okay, good. No, by the way, that the, the, the description of, of the... Uh, <laughs> what can happen? What can happen sounds like <laughs> when they make like fake booze, bootleg booze, you know, and people drink it and die from it and go blind and I was yeah. thinking the same thing, and yeah. it would stand to reason, though. It's an alcohol-based product, Methanol, right? Methanol, is that what you said it is? Yeah. Okay. I mean, and to me, that didn't sound so scary. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, no, it shouldn't be in hand sanitizer. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, so they're saying they're All also right. worried about... <laughs> okay. Why not? They're also... Throw it on the pile. They're also worried about young children who accidentally uh, can ingest hand sanitizer, and then young people who drink it as a substitute to alcohol. So they're yeah. saying uh, they are more, obviously, more at risk uh, for poisoning. Is it, wonder... By the way, is this the, uh, is this the tequila? That's the tequila, yeah. Okay, yeah. This Ocean Fresh hand sanitizer. I mean, it smells like straight up... I, you know what? Jose Cuervo. After this story, uh, that's made in Mexico. It smells like tequila and not hand sanitizer. I feel like maybe you should not use a case. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I love it. It seems okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's one that I had, uh, or that somebody gave to me, just a small container of it. Straight up vodka. Smells straight up like vodka. Yeah. So for a little while, when uh, well, I still can't find hand sanitizer, but uh, they were selling little tiny bottles at uh, Giant, and so I was like, oh great, I, you know, I can throw these in my car. But when you open it up, it's liquid. It's it, it's not a yeah, gel. Right. It's not, yep. it's just liquid, and it doesn't even have like a small squeeze to. Yep. to it just empties out into your hand. This that I have here as well is is there's no gel no. type to it. It's just flat out like you're pouring water on. Yeah. Your hands. So the first time yeah. I used it when I left the store. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you use a, if you can find a mister somewhere, yes, that's probably your best ah, bet. Okay. You know, By the so way, if you have anything, in, yeah, I love this song. Oh my god, me too. Tequila. There you go. If you have anything at home that you know, maybe it's uh, it's almost done, just dump it out and, and throw it. that in. Yeah, it. that's a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On June seventeenth, the FDA advised that Esco Biochem, uh, Esk Biochem, to take its hand sanitizer products off of the market because they contained methanol. As of June nineteenth, the company had not done so, according to the F- uh, FDA. Esk Biochem did not immediately respond to ABC News's request for a comment. Ocean City Mayor Jay Gillian says this Fourth of July fire. Fireworks and Night in Venice Parade are canceled due to the coronavirus outbreak. I believe these are.
are important traditions to preserve, and I had hoped that we <laughs> would be able to plan for safe events. But with the enormous influx of people we've seen over the past few weeks and with the governor still prohibiting mass gatherings and dense crowds, we do not believe it would be responsible to continue with these popular events. The health and safety of everyone who loves Ocean City will always be our top priority, said Gillian. Did he say that Gillian's Wonderland Pier is going to be open? uh, No, it's still not open yet. It's still closed? Okay. Just 30 miles south in Wildwood, officials say the 4th of July fireworks there. That show will go on as planned. The fireworks will also continue every Friday, Casey, you were mentioning this, after the holiday. So from July 10th through September 4th, they will do the Friday night fireworks. They will also continue every 10 minutes, every night, no matter where you are in and around the area. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, the, the difference between Wildwood and Ocean City is the vastness of the beaches. Yeah. And, and Ocean City just does not... Mm. Have that, and you know, or or maybe their mayor's being more cautious than than our mayor. I, I, I don't know. know. I I went to the I was at the Ocean City Boardwalk a few weeks ago, and there were so many people. I was like, we got to get out of here. Like yeah. I, oh, it, really? I I was so uncomfortable at how many people were there. We and we knew that everything was closed, but they ha- they do have the shops open, so you can go in with your mask. Um, and so I took the kids to the candy store, and then as soon as we were done, I was like, we're out of here. Do they I, still have no that, uh, there's a great Mexican hand sanitizer shop down <laughs> yes, there. Yes, they still, <laughs> have, they still that. have that. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's a wonderful place, and they play tequila on the music. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As soon as you walk, <laughs> <laughs> come on, kids. <laughs> um, so- What's that methanol smell? case they're they're actually moving the location though in wildwood so wildwood officials say that the new location will be uh, the beach at rio grande avenue behind the wildwood sign yeah essentially when you you just come right down uh like right from the garden state parkway usually it was like in between the two maurice piers so they're just moving it south a little bit more which i mean honestly it doesn't really affect you can still me at all but i guess maybe what that maybe they're doing it behind the convention center. I, I don't know the reason why they're doing I it I suggest there. a uh, part of your investigative series. Yeah. What are they doing down there? Why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Avalon and Seattle City also canceled all of their 4th of July events, including <sighs> the fireworks. Well, then everybody's going to come to Wildwood. Now, speaking of fireworks, the sales for fireworks have skyrocketed in the Philadelphia region. All-American Fireworks in Ben Salem Township says business is booming and sales have gone up ever since Memorial Day. Booming, skyrocketing. Yeah. <laughs> Four, fire- 400%, I was reading. 400%. Yeah, so some That beat booze, Preston. <clears throat> yeah. Some fireworks companies are seeing an almost 400% increase 400%. in sales. 400%. Like, how do they even keep up with that? It's uh, Listen, and, and I, I pointed this out at the beginning. It's so wild to see there's industries that are suffering. Yes. And there are industries yeah. that are absolutely booming, booming. Steve. They're exploding, they're exploding like skyrockets. But they're, uh, but they're really taking off. It's been wild to see this happen. I, I talked to a couple <clears throat> of people from different companies, and uh, Preston, you're exactly right. And there was one guy I was talking to, and he's like, ah, you know, I said, listen, you're providing something people want during a pandemic, and so you're giving it to them. Don't be upset that the business is doing well. <laughs> yeah, I understand yeah. But, I mean, it's you're helping people out with what you provide. So, so this all-American company uh, says that the most popular items are the Roman candles and missiles. She says that every time they restock uh, their shelves, the items fly off. You know what? Uh, this Does this now usurp toilet paper as the most uh, seri- what? coveted uh, item during the pandemic? Roman candles. Yeah, can you wipe your ass with a Roman candle? Uh, you can. Yeah. It's not very pleasant. It, yeah. 
Since May 29th, Philadelphia police have responded to 947 calls about fireworks or explosives. Bristol Township police are warning residents that displays must be more than 150 feet away from occupied structures. For the people that just set off a couple of fireworks and leave them alone, they're difficult to catch. But for those people who are doing it with some uh, continuity, we will cite people, said Lieutenant Ralph Johnson. Litter lingers along Kelly Drive where residents have set off fireworks and the noise has been a nightly nuisance for weeks. In sports this morning... All sacks are yummy. By the way, Siri, for some reason on my phone, was on during all of news, and so everything was just on the screen of she my phone. She recorded all of it? Yeah, and she just said, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Most people don't. It's the, a, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the Major League Baseball Players Association voted to reject MLB's 60-game offer with expanded playoffs, putting Commissioner Rob Manfred in position to implement a schedule of his choosing, which would likely be 60 games. There's also a chance owners could vote not to play at all in 2020, but it would take eight no votes to cancel the season altogether. The Players Union elected to delay its vote on the league's latest proposal for a few days in order to collect new data regarding testing for COVID-19 after several recent outbreaks at training facilities in Florida and Arizona and in major league cities. All training camps were temporarily closed after multiple teams reported positive tests on Friday and the league announced that a restart of spring training would only occur in teams' home cities. The first major golf championship in 2020, the PGA Championship, will be played at San Francisco's Harding Park but will be without spectators. The PGA of America announced the decision after spending months considering other scenarios, including moving the tournament to another venue. It was also waiting on the state health officials who determined the event could go on, but without fans. The organization decided to stick with its original site for the rescheduled tournament to be played from August 6th to August 9th. The PGA was originally scheduled for May, but was rescheduled due to the pandemic. And a suspect has been arrested and charged with simple assault following a recent incident at a South Dakota bar that led to the hospital of Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard. Security video shows Goddard was sucker punched at the zoo bar in Aberdeen on Friday and the punch left him unconscious. He was transported to a hospital where he was treated and released. An investigation led to the arrest of 29-year-old Kyle Douglas Hadala of Sarasota, Florida, and he was charged with simple assault. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome to Tuesday. It's go time. We are ready as the sun is up and the heat is beginning. Like I said earlier, it's going to be hot and humid today. Yep, yep. It's going to be around 91, 92 degrees or so, so do what you got it to keep cool. It's our first act. Well, it was going to get into a heat wave, but it looks like we're getting a break because uh, we're going to get back into the 80s in the next couple of days. But that's looking a heat at, worse. at those guys, a heat worse. <laughs> it's, it's technically when you have two days and one day that's pretty close. Yeah, so that's a worse, not a wave. Yeah, so. yeah. Woof. <laughs> Dodge that, Dodge that one with one letter. We have some guests on the program today. Josh Holloway from the show Yellowstone. And we got to know him as Sawyer on Lost. We were huge fans, obviously. And, uh, yeah, we just spoke to Kevin Costner. So we'll talk to Josh later on this morning. And also Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas, a new book called What Makes a Marriage Last. So they will be on the program, too. And we have a special announcement from our friends at HERS. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, oh, yeah. Which will wait till a little bit later on. I'll, I'll reveal it because it's it's pretty cool. I, I think it's a great idea and, and long overdue. So 
We'll get to that and uh, lots of stuff to uh, keep you entertained, stuff to, for you to win. We're just going to have a good time, Nick. That's okay and if you're for not Tuesday. careful, you might learn something. <laughs> you just might learn something. We'll find out about that. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second, and uh, we'll start off by giving something away with a stupid question, and I'll roll out the celeb story. Stay with us. Back in just a few. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say, I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. For the stupid question, we're going to give away a Fandango Now promo code to see Irresistible. And the question that I have for you this morning concerns signs of the Zodiac. There are three Zodiac signs represented by animals with horns. I just want you to name two of them. All right. Three of the Zodiac signs are represented by animals that have horns. Not those kind. Name two of them. 215-263-WMMR. Let's even know the answer. Going through some birthdays while we're waiting. Today is Tuesday, June 23rd, and it's Randy Jackson's birthday ah. today. Former American Idol judge. I was actually just reading about Randy Jackson yesterday. Uh, Neil Schoen of Journey has been writing some music along with the other members, Jonathan Kane and uh, Arnell. Uh, and sure enough, Randy Jackson will be p- playing bass. Did we just become best friends? Yep. yep. <laughs> it will be, he will be playing bass on a new journey. That, <laughs> that is cool, so though. Yeah. He, he was a member of the band for a short time. He, so had the, the, he had the most musical credit, the original, you know, cluster of American Idol judges by far. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. And there was a Randy Jackson in the Jackson 5, too, right? Yes. There okay. was. Okay. Yeah. But uh, this Randy Jackson is 64 years old today. But don't mistake him for Randy Watson who, right. of Sexual Chocolate. That's right. right. Okay. Uh, Famous. Frances McDormand, the actress. Uh, movies like Almost Famous and Fargo. Uh, three billboards. Uh, outside, outside of, of Billings, Billings, something, Missouri. whatever. Missouri. Yeah. 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 That's Actually, that movie's grown on me. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it has some good parts to it's it. It's quirky. Uh, she is 63 today. Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court Justice, is celebrating his 72nd birthday today. Uh, we also have Selma Blair, Cruel Intentions, Legally Blonde, and so on. She's follow- 48 today. I follow her on Instagram, and she is uh, doing really nicely, it appears. She's been having uh, medical issues. And she seems to be bouncing back from a lot of the treatments that she had, and she looks great. Very good. Uh, then you have Joel Edgerton. Um, I like him a lot. Yeah, he's he's really talented. Um, wild movie that he's in is Black Mass. Yes. Uh, and then another one that he, I believe he wrote, and I don't know if he directed it or not, The Gift. We've talked about this before. He wrote it. I don't know if he directed it, but he wrote it. He's a super talented dude. Yep. Uh, yeah. The Warrior, Great Gatsby is in that as well. Directed it as well. Okay. The Gift. And I saw, and I caught the end of this movie, and I really want to watch the beginning. I, I believe the name of the movie is called Love. Uh, and it's about uh, this man and woman who are, it might be either love or loving. Uh, do you see it in there? Yeah, loving. Uh, loving, okay. It's about an uh, interracial marriage and um, and the legalities of it all. In the 1950s or 60s, it was in the South. It was really, really, really okay. awesome. Yeah, yeah he's, true story, too. He's, he's very talented. Uh, he's 46 today. Uh, Melissa Rauch, is that how you say her last name from Big Bang Theory? Uh, plays Bernadette. Yeah, I think that's it. It's Melissa close enough. I was thinking it was Bernadette or Rock. Yeah, uh, she is thirty nine today. 
And then I saw one more birthday, and that's it. Glenn Danzig. Oh. <laughs> of the Misfits. And uh, Danzig, of course. He's 65. The Misfits were supposed to come through town this year, right? They were. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah. Is it still happening, Marissa says? It happened already. Wow. Okay. Remember that? Remember it, that? It, it must have happened just prior. When, when, was it, when did they come through? I don't remember. Like camp out? I remember the announcement was uh, some people made a big deal about it. Jesus, and everything then, seems like it's <laughs> ages ago. Yeah, ages ago. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, he turns, Mother. he's 65 to, Mother! Mother. <laughs> Happy yeah. 65th. What? December 14th. Yeah, I remember talking about oh, it. Wow. Camp okay. Out. So it was already six or seven months ago. Mother! Yeah, they brought by some of the instruments. They brought by the bass guitar yeah, or something it. like that. Yeah. We took pictures with it, which is interesting. Was that bass signed by, no, it was a Ninja Sword. Was... Yeah, Ninja <laughs> Sword signed by Randy Jackson. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Um, in the Zodiac, there are three signs represented with, by animals with horns. I just need two of them. 215, I noticed, 215-263-WMMR. Uh, and it is, uh, we're going to go to Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Yes. Uh, all right, Sandy, do me a favor. And give me at least two of the signs that have horns. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Aries and Taurus. Yeah. Hang on the line. The other one is Capricorn. And since you got it right, Sandy, we are going to give you a Fandango Now promo code to see Irresistible, written and directed by John Stewart and starring Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. It's available on demand Friday from Focus Features. Uh, let's start with this story. Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhardt are responding to allegations that they and two other members of the Riverdale cast are guilty of sexual assault or harassment. What? Yeah, I. it seems pretty thin. Sprouse tweeted late Sunday, earlier today, found myself and three other castmates were falsely accused of sexual offense by anonymous accounts on Twitter. I take these accusations very seriously and will be working with the right teams to get through the root of it. Uh, false accusations do tremendous damage to victims of actual assault. Furthermore, I would never seek to silence anybody. That's uh, according to uh, Cole Sprouse. A lot of people don't know the impression that the uh, Riverdale has their own internal affairs department. Oh, so <laughs> they are all all over this investigating intensely. Yeah. Uh, they said, uh, does Big Ethel run that? Big Ethel runs okay. that. All right. So, and you don't mess with her. Uh, he continued saying, I encourage that people look into the accusations themselves as the evan- events in detail were factually untrue. This seems to be the latest claim in a series of incidents seeking a baseless cancel my castmates and me to cancel my castmates and me. Uh, Reinhardt then quoted his tweet and added, I've always taken sexual assault allegations seriously, but it was proven that this account was created specifically to create false stories about me and my cast. I can't think of something more twisted than lying about sexual assault. It invalidates the men and women who are brave enough to come forward with the truth. This kind of lie can ruin lives and careers, and I call it a lie because the person who made the allegations already admitted that the stories were fabricated, which actually they did. So, Oh, my can, God. I'll explain in a second. Yeah, please. She continued saying, we are looking into taking legal action. Uh, this kind of sick behavior only harms true survivors. This was in uh, incredibly triggering for me and scary because I've always supported survivors and believe them. 
Uh, I hope and pray that this does not discourage real survivors from speaking out about their experiences. So the accusations were issued by an account with a handle called Victory six 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 eight zero zero two nine. Oh, okay, yeah, I know it well. Yep. Yeah, uh, Sprouse was accused of assault at a 2013 party, and similar allegations of misconduct were then issued against his co-stars Vanessa Morgan and KJ Appa, and on another on other uh, anonymous Twitter accounts. And Reinhardt's accuser later tweeted. Do you see how easy it is to lie and you guys will believe it? Vanessa Morgan, KJ Appa didn't do Jack S. You will believe anything. And then the account was deleted. You know who came to the defense swiftly? Hope Solo's butthole. No wow. way. Yeah. Oh, Which wow. I thought was very encouraging. Bill Weston's hair, I think, yeah. was right beside right, him. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve, I got a question for you. Because sure. when I hear a um, a Twitter handle like that, I automatically think bot, right? So do I. Um, and but you I see don't... a name with like nine digits after it? You see a name with nine digits after it That's uh, and a handle that has been created recently. And by right. recently, I mean within the last year and a half to two years. And then a ton of tweets... Like there, there are a few th- things in that recipe or formula that make it make me think it's a bot, right? Yeah. But my question but is, bot. what is a bot? Is it a computer? Is it a person? Like Good question. Yeah. I was going to say because somebody has to be behind throwing I, those messages out there. It has I, to be a human involved. Yeah, at some point there is, but I think it's sort of an algorithm that 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 creates these things and will actually float tweets through and sort of prefab tweets and that's my understanding and so it's used a lot of times to inflate followers so you so people can point to the amount of followers that they have okay. but but um, the the phrasing though somebody has to write that right yeah, yes i think initially okay. and i think what happens is also there's like like a a tweet randomizer that'll also just create general tweet t- tweets is what i'm attempting to say yeah. um but i mean that's i don't know the full world of it though i'm yeah. starting to get like a little a scared of twitter and um, the false information and, and all of that stuff, so much so that, like, I, I just I kind of want it to go away. And, and do you think that can ever no. happen nah, again? That's no. the genie, man. Genie's out of the bottle. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. I hate it, too. I yeah. can't stand it. The uh, amount of acrimony, the amount yeah. of, 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 of malicious stuff like this. In this yep. case, yeah. careers could have careers could have been ruined. Yep. And you people have to remember that when they see something, taking that pause Take a breath and see what comes out. See what investigations yield before you immediately jump all over something and and avoid that inclination to do so. Because there are people out there who are going to capitalize on things. And to this point, yeah, you you sully you make it harder for people to come forward who actually have had sexual molestation issues, who have yeah, had exactly that sort of stuff. Lily was saying, yeah, and I mean, Lily. Lily. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, did you in a, in a, do you have a quick? Uh... No, there's okay. not a quick answer. But it's a great question, and uh, there's a really good article, Casey. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's on Medium.com. And kind send of, that to me too, because I, I, yeah. I have been curious about that. It's how to spot one, and uh, one of the things you brought up was a lot of acti- a spike in activity. So, okay. um, but uh, to actually identify what the bot is doing, uh, that takes a little more research. Okay, uh, this is sad news out of the film world. Joel Schumacher, whose uh, films included St. Elmo's Fire, The Lost Boys, and Flatliners, has died. He was 80 years old. And he had been behind a string of big-budget films in the 1980s and 90s, including The Client, A Time to Kill, as well as two Batman sequels. Joel Schumacher, um, Preston, on, on the... Um uh, it, they were talking to the director, Richard Donner, and a whole bunch of... I, I forget which which series I was watching where they examined the making of The Lost Boys. And um, from other directors, they a number of them said he was one of the few directors who had knowledge in every facet from 
wardrobe to set design. Mm. I mean, that's he was so well versed, and he had such a um, a, a control over the look and everything in a film that yeah. he was the consummate director. Yeah, he started in costume design, yeah. so yeah, he worked his way into all of those different all of avenues. those fields. And and he's a, I just got the uh, the uh, the Blu-ray for a Car Wash. He wrote that. Yeah. No, he he yeah. wrote Car Wash. He wrote mm-hmm. Car Wash, and mm-hmm. I believe he directed it. Uh, I never saw St. Elmo's Fire. Is it worth? Do you think it would oh stand God. up of that time? Oh God, no, no. no. It, no. But Preston, oh. it might be a laugh at watching yeah. it. Yes. Oh, really? I enjoyed it. I enjoy it. Oh I enjoy God. it. It's, it. It plays like a teen soap opera, but it's damn good. Do you yeah. like shirtless scenes with saxophones? Of course, <laughs> I do. Right, then that's a movie for with you. a really big dangly earring. Yes. as Rob Lowe. Oh, oh my God. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, Star Trek writer and producer Brian Fuller and director Kevin Smith were some of the first to pay tribute. Uh, Smith said he couldn't have been nicer or more hospitable. Uh, Fuller said, I distinctly remember feeling hopeful when I learned that he was gay and out and that there may be a place for me yet. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, who starred in The Lost Boys, tweeted that Schumacher's joy, spirit, and talent will live on. His publicist said he had been ill with cancer for more than a year. I'm not sure what kind that was. Uh, Variety wrote that the director, quote, brought his fashion background to directing and captured the feel of an era with his stylish films. He first entered the film industry as costume designer in the 1970s, went on to write the 1976 low-budget comedy Car Wash, as well as a screenplay for a film adaptation of the Broadway musical The Wiz. Uh, But his big break came in 1985 with his third feature film, St. Elmo's Fire, which he co-wrote and directed, alongside The Breakfast Club, which came out in the same year. It became one of the most seminal films of the Brat Pack era and launched Demi Moore's film career. Yeah, I, I can watch that movie anytime. It, it, it is impressive. It's right. You'll watch it now and it has like a cheesy sort of humor element to right, it. Yeah. Right. But at the time, it's like, oh, this seems real. Uh, his follow-up, The Lost Boys, became a cult favorite, and his 1990 hit Flatliner saw him again team up with Kiefer Sutherland. Schumacher worked on some of the biggest, or with some of the biggest names in Hollywood, including Tom Cruise, Julia Roberts, Michael Douglas. He directed Douglas in 1993's Falling Down as I well. love that movie. Yeah, that that is movie. such a well-done movie. We have an audio clip of the, uh, the famous... Um, uh, fast food um, scene. Okay, yeah. The customer's always right. Yeah. Uh, hang on. No, it's not over yet. All right, no problem. We'll get to that. If you want to listen to the fan? We have Phantom of the Opera, El- Elmo's Fire, and Batman. Uh, let's right hear St. Elmo's Fire right. uh, clip. Here we go. It's just the theme oh, song. The song. Oh. John Parr. He also took over the reins of the Batman franchise uh, from Tim Burton in 1995. He had cast Val Kilmer as the Cape Crusader and Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Uh, and then his second outing, Batman and Robin, was a bit of a tank. It, it, it's the worst of the, the Batman movies. However, Batman Forever, I think, is for what it needed to do and for what I wanted to see, which is Batman kicking ass. I, I thought it was pretty decent. Schumacher was noted for his ability to pick out new talent, and he was fundamental in establishing the careers of A-list stars such as Kiefer Sutherland, Rob Lowe, and Colin Farrell. He had directed Farrell in 2000's Tigerland, uh, the actor's first leading role, and then later in Phone Booth. You know, to go to uh, The Lost Boys again, Preston, the original tone of The Lost Boys was going to be more like a kid's thing, more like the Goonies. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was Joel Schumacher who said, let's raise the age a bit. Yeah, you know, and 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 make it a little bit more uh, teenager. I've watched it recently, and I feel like it holds up. It does hold up, uh, and he does it's some funny. pretty cool things with the camera. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, let's go to the Batman Forever clip uh, yep. case. Here's one. I have a riddle for you. For me. Really? Tell me. I see without seeing. To me, darkness is as clear as daylight. What am I? Please! You're as blind as a bat! Exactly. <laughs> um, he also uh, dove into music videos, and he directed, I guess he directed, Seal's Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. And NXS's Devil Inside. Well, Kiss from a Rose was the song from Batman Forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took the helm on a couple of uh, episodes in the first season of Netflix series House of Cards as well before he more or less retired uh, from working life. So 80 years old, a uh, big force in the world of, of Hollywood. Speaking of Batman, um, Michael Keaton, who starred as the Cape Crusader in uh, the films, is in talks to reprise the character uh, for Warner Brothers' DC movie, The Flash. E! News has learned about this. A source shared with E! News, however, uh, that it's very early and it is far from a done deal. Uh, No details currently available about how big or small Keaton's role is. Uh, He would appear alongside Ezra Miller, who's going to be playing Barry Allen. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter reports that if Keaton reprises his role of Batman in the upcoming film, he wouldn't just return for Flash, but possibly for several other DC-oriented film projects. Uh, further, there's talks per The Hollywood Reporter that the role being envisioned for the veteran actor is akin to the role played by Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, something of a mentor or guide or even a string puller. I could see that. So they're, they're apparently following the storyline to the, the Flashpoint series, which has, you know, it's the multiverse and there's time travel. And it's uh, so they could they could do that stuff. But the Flash goes back to, um, you know, basically investigate the, the, the death of his mother, as I recall, the original story. Uh, and I'm probably wrong on that, but something, no, I think you're right. Into that. Yeah, and that's um, so that'd be interesting. Yeah, so uh, that'd mean we would have. So there's quite possibly Ben Affleck returning to shoot a little bit of additional footage for the Zack Snyder Justice League. Right. There's Rob Pattinson doing the Batman, and Michael Keaton could be playing Batman as well in three separate three projects. Three Batmans? Yeah, three Batmans. <laughs> and so is is Ezra Miller? Is he the actor that played him in yes. Justice League? Yeah. So. Okay, so they just make a, a change of who's playing Batman. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right, we'll see if that ends up happening. Winona Ryder is opening up about negative experiences on set. The actor who is Jewish tells the Sunday Times that she was once told she looked too Jewish for a movie role. What? Uh, she said there are times when people have said, wait, you're Jewish, but you're so pretty. Um, Wait, what? There was a movie that I was up for a long time ago. It was a period piece, and the studio head, who was Jewish, said, I look too Jewish to be in a blue-blooded family. Uh, She stars in The Plot Against America on HBO, a miniseries adaptation of Philip Roth's novel of the same name, which looks at America as if Hitler had won the war. She also spoke out about other unpleasantness on set, including her treatment on the 1992 set of Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Coppola wanted her to cry. And she revealed that he wanted her co-star, Keanu Reeves, to abuse her in a bid for tears. Now, not physically abuse yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Put a, a cigarette out on her. Uh, during, <laughs> during a scene involving Gary Oldman's Dracula transforming into a pile of rats, the director shouted, You whore! Offset to get her to crowd, cry. All right. Okay? And did it work? And to put it in context, she said, I'm, su- I'm supposed to be crying. Literally, Richard E. Grant, Anthony Hopkins, Keanu... 
Francis was trying to get all of them to yell things that would make me cry, but Keanu wouldn't, Anthony wouldn't, and it just didn't work. And I was like, really? I said it kind of did the opposite. Uh, Ryder revealed that she and uh, Coppola are good now, uh, but the experience had cemented her bond with uh, Keanu because he, about he, that? he wouldn't play in with it. He's yeah. just like, no, I'm not going to do that. We'd... Keanu apparently is the guy, and 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 also you're an actor. Yeah, you know you can you can whip up some tears. You ever right? hear uh, Rob Reiner tell the stories about directing on Stand by Me? What a bastard he was to the kids, and he no. he was oh my god, he was so mean to them, and he really regretted it, but. You got, you got the great performances out of it. And it's an incredible yeah. movie. A and lot then, of, and it's it's not without. Uh, listen, and it's happened with with where where directors have been that way to guys as well. And it's just their stories are legendary. Yeah. One of the if you ever watch Stanley Kubrick directing Shelley Duvall in The Shining, trying to get her terrified reaction. Yeah. When Nicholson's coming through the door with the axe, he's like, "Come on!" Yeah. You know. The reason Stand by Me works so well is because the very emotional scenes in that movie are. They don't come off as acted. They come yeah. off as real. Because yeah. those right. kids were so legit scared. The part by where Reiner. the part where where Gordy Lachance is crying, you know, when re- retell and I'm sorry um, about his brother, about his brother, and also River Phoenix when he's recounting when he got in trouble in school, yep. and when Vern is too scared to run across the train trestle. Like all of those parts are like real. Yeah, yeah. And when Corey Feldman about his dad mm-hmm. starts getting all upset, yeah, yeah. They, they're very emotional. All those characters went through an emotional uh, roller coaster on that film. Uh, so the Golden Globes are going to take place a little later this year, and in a game of award show musical chairs, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association (NBC) on Monday announced the 78th annual Golden Globes Awards will take place February 28th, which is the same date that the Oscars were set to air. So they're just taking that date. Uh, the Oscars have uh, danced down the road to April, as the coronavirus pandemic has put movie production on standby and submission deadlines have had to shift. Listen, the coronavirus has been a obviously a globally horrific thing, but spacing out the award shows uh, might be the only plus because <laughs> I hate award show season. It's just unrelenting. Normally, how close is Golden Globes to Oscars? They're pretty close. They just are weeks right? apart. Yeah, and then Emmy and Emmys are. I thought they were coming up sooner rather than they're yeah. coming up this year, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm not sure. Case oh, everything's being moved around. Yeah, yeah. He, and obviously they have, his... they have to finish the year, right? You just had a story about the Emmys. I want to say last week or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't listen host. to my reports. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sunday, September 20th is when they're scheduled to happen, Casey. And and it was uh the story was that Jimmy Kimmel was going to host, right? Okay. And then when do those nominations come out? Uh, Nick, do you have those? Uh, that I thought you had the info there. Never mind. Mm. Preston, I wonder on. if Kimmel's going to host he, he, now since he's taking the entire summer off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the BAFTAs, by the way, which normally take place two weeks before the Oscars, have also shifted to April 11th. So, uh, yeah, the they're hell? down the road a little ways as well. As previously announced, uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler will host, and the Globes normally take place in early January, but they are moving to February 28th. After a smash run on Broadway, the bio musical uh, Hamilton is headed to the small screen on Disney Plus. The first trailer, which features Lynn Manuel Miranda's story about Alexander Hamilton, has dropped. I didn't see it yet. It came out yesterday. Okay. Uh, David Diggs, uh, Leslie Odom Jr., uh, Philip Sue, and Jonathan Groff also star. And that's coming out on July 3rd. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I've seen nothing of this. No. Nope. Kind of purposely. 
because I, would, I just want to get the full experience. And listen, I'm not going to get the the stage experience, which is you know usually pretty damn awesome when a when a show is. May I recommend like, something? Like this one is. Yeah, sit in a very uncomfortable small seat. Ooh, yeah. that'll and that'll, that'll replicate definitely... the actual theater experience, <laughs> especially yeah. the Broadway experience. Most now definitely. I will watch it on the comfort of a couch, uh, and I have a like a nice sound bar, so I definitely am going to crank the volume up and listen to. I love you know I love the soundtrack. Uh, I saw it, but I didn't see the original with the original cast. I saw it here in Philadelphia. Now, looking at the trailer, it looks as if they are pulling it off just like the stage show. Some, some that when they transfer to film, they'll do a more dramatic presentation right. and do it in real life out right. on the streets and so on. This looks like they're doing it on stage. Yeah, it's just so a re- good. Yeah, it's a recorded version of the Excellent. of the original Broadway cast, from what I understand. Right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Then because yeah. I thought they, I wasn't sure what kind of treatment they were going to give to it. Good. Excellent. So it's coming out on July third. Um, Amanda Seyfried says that there may be a third Mamma Mia film. No! (laughs) No! You can't do that to us! He's a fan. We've had the coronavirus, (laughs) racial unrest. No! You sound like Rambo there for a second. Seriously. (laughs) Steve, I will buy you lunch if you tell me what the subtitle of the sequel was. Make it stop. No, no, no. (laughs) Mamma Mia number two. Uh, I know it's got it. What is it? Here we go again. Here we go again. Nothing is over! Nothing is over! Yeah, this isn't Mama Mamma Mia! <laughs> I am a dancing queen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, if they, want, yeah, yeah. if they want to blow it out of the... Yeah. They, they got to... back for you. <laughs> You're my mama. Mia. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be absolutely brilliant. Uh, so yeah, they're making their uh, chair was in the second one. You remember that? That's yeah. right. I didn't see any of these movies. You I saw them both. I couldn't stomach it. And listen, I like Abba, but I don't need no. a, a musical no! about <laughs> with those song with those songs. And I just it did. God Almighty, the, the whole concept did nothing. For you know, me. I heard that. Um, what was it? Just uh, was it Amanda Seyfried was the was the original choice. For uh, in Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm having a brain fart. Oh, for uh, Gamora? Gamora, really? Yes, she, she passed on it. Yeah. Whoa, really? She passed on Good. it. She didn't want to do the green paint. She, I, whatever the the reason was, she passed mm-hmm. on the role, and there we go. Wow. Okay, Kathy, did you see these Mamma Mia movies? I didn't. No. Okay. Yeah. You don't like musicals that much either. Uh, like, yeah, not a big fan. I uh, what was the one? There was one that I liked, but no, I like tried a couple, and I'm like, yeah. Do you like La La Land? I did like La La Land. All right, there you yes, go. See, I now, did like that. I love that movie. You guys there know you I love that movie. Yeah. But, but like Chicago. Yeah, I and didn't. Les Mis. And no. I, right. I didn't. It's, I didn't. I'm with you. Uh, yeah. th- listen, not every musical's good. Despite yeah. what people will have. Some some people are just into musicals, just love them regardless. Yeah. Not every musical is good. There's some that I adore. I, tried, I love Singing in the Rain. I tried I, uh, Greatest Show on Earth. Uh, Greatest Showman? Or Greatest I keep Showman. Hearing, yeah. I keep hearing. There's a song or two in that that oh, I really like. The but, soundtrack's phenomenal. Yeah. The movie uh, leaves right. a lot to be desired. Okay. I really enjoyed Les Mis, except for Russell Crowe. I know. I couldn't you said, you've, to set you off. I know. I get it. Yeah, but they were, what they were doing is they were recording their singing on set. 
And so that was one of the issues. So oh, as, really? As they were, so for those who really could, you know, I'm sure they did a little bit of post-doctoring, but that was the whole idea. Hugh Jackman was so good, though. Right, but he's a showman. He's yes. a stage performer. He's the yeah. greatest showman. He's the yes. greatest showman. He is the greatest showman. Uh, so Amanda Seyfried says, well, it's a better story. She talks about uh, the, the fan love for the 2018 sequel. She said, it's a better story because... They had something to grow on. Like the first story had like to ma- fungus had to match the stage show, so it was like they were kind of stuck. With the second story, it could have been anything. She said having Meryl's character die kind of gave us so many good storylines. It was kind of a genius idea because you're like, no, we don't want to lose her. Uh, but at the same time, look at what you can do. You can go back. And Lily James can play young Meryl. It was just perfect, and it was so well-written, she says. Mm -hmm. But maybe there's going to be a third. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, It's uh, Mamma Mia, Second Blood. John Rambo, (laughs) you're my mommy. (laughs) I have something to say to you. You are a dancing queen. (laughs) Dig it, the dancing queen. Uh, that would be outstanding. He's spinning around with an yeah. M16. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, here's here's a, a heartwarming story. Uh, Father's Day was a double celebration for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Denise Richards and her family. Richards revealed that her daughter, Eloise, who is nine, is now speaking and learn an important new word. She wrote, Happy Father's Day to my dad. You are the best dad ever. Thank you for always being there and being an amazing role model. I love you so much. And happy Father's Day to my beautiful husband. I can't imagine a better father for our Eloise and stepfather for Sammy and Lola. I love you so much. And she said the greatest gift, Eloise, was being able to say dad for the first time. I'm sorry, did you mention Eloise? A month ago. She has autism? I don't think it's autism. She as she suffered from a chromosome disorder. Okay. She revealed in 2019. Um, so I don't know precisely what her condition is. Uh, but she said at this time she wasn't able to sit up for her own for a very long time. Uh-huh. And she didn't start walking until she was two. <laughs> And uh, that was with physical therapy. But now she's able to say dad, and that must have been a really emotional thing is her, for all uh, of them. Is her actual father um, Charlie Sheen? I don't know. I don't know any of the details on that. It says she adopted Eloise oh. in 2011, so I'm okay. no, not that, a freaking father. That would be that would be a no, I guess. <laughs> I haven't heard Charlie in a while. <laughs> I'm a freaking warlock, but I'm not a freaking father. They invite you to be in the Mamma Mia 3, three movie? Oh, or? yeah. I was okay. Okay. I was the third dancer in the back scene. This is freaking horrible. <laughs> Even uh, you knew yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually watched Hot Shots Part Two last night. I just put it on random. Yeah. Because I'm like, I need a break from the world. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's, it's good. good. Yeah, it's, it's goofy, good. It's goofy, it's goofy fun. Goofy fun. <laughs> yeah. He's shooting the machine gun. He's got the the Sylvester Stallone like oh, the, the droopy lip, lip. The droopy lip. <laughs> I yeah. love it. The, 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 the original, the battle in the scene where they out out of the Rambo movie, where they're they're dipping their 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 mitts into the different mm. things, and and there's chopped up uh, chocolate chips. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Dude, Charlie Sheen is a grandfather. Did you guys know that? No. He had a high school I'm girl. Freaking grandfather. Yeah. He had a, uh, Come he, give Gumpy a kiss. Gump. Yeah. Gumpy Ew. Sheen. Uh, yeah, better keep that mask over your face. I've got like fourteen freaking diseases. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about COVID. Can't live in my body. Oh God! 
That screaming you're hearing is COVID dying in my face. <laughs> it can't handle all of the diseases that Charlie Sheen has. That's what wow. you do. Just have Charlie Sheen go around and kiss us all. That'll be our vaccine. Wow. <laughs> all right. One last story. Apple and A24 or A24 are uh, partnering on Sharper starring Julianne Moore. Uh, she will play a con artist targeting billionaires in Manhattan. Uh, this is her second project with Apple. Uh it's a freaking computer. <laughs> Lizzie's story or Lizzie's story based on Stephen King's novel? I don't know that. L-I-S-E-Y is how you spell that first name. Uh, you're not familiar with the Stephen King story? No. Um, 2006. I, that, that one uh, got past me. Freaking Stephen King fan. You don't know that. I, that's terrible. I'm embarrassed. Uh, so uh. And the novel follows... Uh, Lizzie base uh, two years after the death of her husband, and is that's also in the works. So, what? She, yeah, I don't. I mean, <laughs> we're gonna play the clips. So. Okay. <laughs> America like a sequel to freaking Cujo. Uh, America says. America says. America says or America says. No, it's America says. It says is a fast paced <laughs> survey style game show currently <laughs> in its third season. Wow. In this clip, host John Michael Higgins discusses how the game is played. Here we go. The game is like, it's a little bit, it will remind you of some older game. A family feud and a match game and stuff like that. It's a survey game. They asked a question. We got the top seven answers. We give them not enough time to fill in the blanks. They panic. They say stupid things. So, (laughs) Preston, there is... A show, you know, they're coming out with these things that are sort of all going by the wayside. We had uh, Tag and a few other shows that they're they're drumming up this stuff. There is a, now a show that is basically the floor is lava. Yes. I knew you were going to say that. It's what it's called, dude. Yeah. Check it out. In case you I wrote just, down the floor oh. is a lava game. And we we've always talked about trying to do a big tournament like that, and yeah. it's hard to pull off. And there you go. I legit played that in college in a class. It's we had. A, my brother and I used to play it all the time. We did it in, and it's essentially kind of like this game, except for you know, we don't have, uh, we didn't have set designers, but we had yeah. teams. It was in a, like a leadership class, and you had to get one team from one yeah. side of the gym to the other side of the gym. Team building. I've, team, I've, yeah. I've seen that before, and they give you props and stuff, and you uh-huh. have to figure out how to do it. Yeah, it's actually pretty interesting. So we're looking at video footage of this. Yeah, so they have. All this red liquid, uh, and around it are obstacles that you need to be able to jump and land on in order to. It's kind of like Wipeout, yeah, you know, but inside, and uh, and the water also bubbles and shoots up at them and stuff. That's fantastic. Look That's at that. absolutely excellent. Who? What adult would not want to try that uh, in a heartbeat? Oh my god! And I was good. I'd break something, but yeah, yeah. That I hurt looks, afterwards. That looks like so much fun. This is on Netflix? Yeah. yeah. I'm watching it today. Yeah. <laughs> and what's it called? Floors Lava. Floors Lava. Floors Lava. Yeah. Outstanding. That, awesome. that would, I remember my brother That's and I would great. be up in the bedroom. Floors Lava. Oh, dude. And, oh, yeah. And we'd suddenly get into our combat positions. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you'd have to get around the room. My and, living room into my dining room growing yeah. up was the perfect because everything was kind of around the the perimeter of the room. With there was space a half enough wall. to get to things. Yeah. So it was, wasn't insurmountable, right? There was a half wall that um, was between my living room and dining yeah. room. Oh, God. And then there was a pass-through from my dining room to my kitchen. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. oh back when I was, like, small and limber. And I'm good at shoes. Not fat. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh, yeah. That was. Those are good days, good times. Uh, by the way, America says here's weeknights at five on the game show network. Here's the next clip. There we go. 
Comedians will face off in a bracket-style competition judged by the viewers in the Tournament of Laughs. In this clip, host Jason Sudeikis discusses the layout of the tournament. Here we go. It's 32 comedians. They're, they're making homemade videos, whether they're doing their stand-up in a different setting, whether it's you know, laying in bed like Paul Rodriguez uh, or, or you know, doing characters. And then, yeah, they've already been seated, so it'll be you know, one versus eight seeds. And then, yeah, playing it all the way down through the bracket, and just like uh, any competition show, America gets to vote. I don't, I don't want to. I don't <laughs> think I want to see it. Uh, Tournament of Laughs airs Sunday nights, ten o'clock, and that is on TBS. And there you go, your entertainment report for this Tuesday morning, June twenty third. Uh, our friends at Hers did they drop some of these off? Yeah, they did. Yes. Okay. So they have these new flavors that they are announcing, and this is really interesting. We get to sample these. Uh, they are flavor mix is what they're called. So yeah. they're combining two flavors into one chip, creating the biggest, boldest flavors in hers flavor mix. But listen, so this is what the one that I want to try. Yeah. Barbecue and salt and vinegar. They've combined those yeah. two oh, together. Yes. That's perfect for yes. me. So uh, cheddar and sour cream and onion. That's good too. Is another one, and then they have uh, red hot and honey barbecue. Yeah, I like it oh. that too. Ooh, yeah, I like all of those. Uh, so you can find a new uh, hers flavor mix at your local grocery store today. So we get to try those. I have to bring up case. It's the Dippin' Dots yeah. that hers just came out with. Dude. Oh yeah, this this. <laughs> It's the most addictive uh, snack I've had in a long time. And again, it's one of those cases where a serving is 35. It's cookies and cream dipping down. But it's about the size of the, of the cheese balls. It, yeah. And it's the consistency of the, the cheese balls. The consistency of the cheese balls. Yeah. But it's it's lightly sweet. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's To me, it's almost like a, a, a lightly... Less crunchy cereal. Yeah, it's like uh, almost that, like cocoa yeah. puffs that you can kind of no, just crunch. Uh, out. Yes, cookie crisp. I was thinking. You were no, thinking it. All right, but I well, wasn't everybody's got their that. own thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, yeah, no. we thank hers for uh, dropping that stuff off this morning. So I can't wait to try those out. Listen, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. Don't forget, uh, Josh Holloway will be our first guest around nine o'clock. We shall return shortly. difficult times, MMR reminds you, social distancing doesn't mean you can't still be social. Good morning, my neighbors! Connect with us on your favorite social media platform today. After all, since we're going to be here a while, let's make the best of it together, but safely, because we don't know where your timeline has been. Oh, my God. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. It's time for the jump draw. (laughs) See, if we act excited, maybe you'll be excited, too. Maybe. That's the way it works. I have no idea. Or they're just rolling their eyes. Uh, Okay, so here's a story that uh, I think you guys can all relate with at any point uh, when you stub your toe. Uh, when you accidentally cut yourself or you fall down or whatever it may be. Um, do you feel the need to curse when you do that? Yes. yes. Okay. Yep. 100%. Absolutely. And there's one word I go to. Yeah. It's, there's a main one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and I will say it multiple times. And I'll throw a mother in front of it often. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah well, yeah. Th- you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Oh. So British psychologist Richard Stevens from Keele University uh, has been at the forefront when it comes to researching swearing and its relation to pain tolerance. <laughs> 
More than a decade ago, he and his team ran an experiment where participants were submerging their hands in ice water. I mean, like, really, really cold ice water. Uh, how do I sign up for that? Uh, he then instructed them to swear while keeping their hands in the water. And he recorded that people who frequently swore during the experiment perceived decreased pain and managed to tolerate more of it. Now, you may have known that, but he did another experiment. Okay, this is a follow-up to this. The next experiment measured pain tolerance in relation to how often the participants swore. And surprisingly, he found that people who swore frequently have a lesser increase in pain tolerance compared to those who swore infrequently. Um, so if you curse less, I think if I'm understanding this correctly, if you don't curse on a regular basis, when you do find yourself in pain and you do curse, you get more pain tolerance out of that. Right. Uh, and that would stand to reason. Yeah, so you're really you're saving it. I will I will save. Um, for example, when I when I work out, fortunately, and like a lot of times, you know, the uh, uh, as things start to come back online and, and the place where I work out is. Usually there's not mm, a lot of people in there, which is, you know, just a couple people, and I can let loose if I need to. So every once in a while, a well-placed F, yeah. you know, uh, allows you to avoid, I think it does, avoid pain. So I'm going to follow that up with, the. he measured the usage of uh, specifically that word. Okay. All right. oh. And Nick, yeah. Well, so, all right, uh, I'm wondering if there's a relation, if there's a, like, is it cathartic to do that? You know, is, is there literally a physical release yes. when you're letting that out? Of there your is. Okay, all right. There is. So, and and this, he went he went a step further. So he found out that, yes, when you when you swear, when you use a curse word like that, yes, it does something physically to help you in your tolerance of pain. Now, f- physically, I don't know 100% sure, but it does something. Um, but this time he used specific, he, he wanted to see if the F word... Okay. Really was the one, I, and I'm so, va- I'm fascinated with this because and once you give your 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 scientific explanation, I'll see if it comports with my belief. So he used the four words. He used the, the he measured the uses of four words. The F word first of all, then he would use a word to represent a table like solid, flat, or square. Pretty generic right. word. Solid. And, and then, <laughs> well, that's kind of what he was having yeah, people yeah, do. Yeah. And then he had two made-up swear words, all right, which were fouch and twizpipe. <laughs> twizpipe. Okay. Twizpipe. Like that's probably his uh, nickname in college. To test, hey, the twizpipe's here. The test was still the same. 92 participants were asked to submerge their hands in ice water ranging from 3 to 5 degrees Celsius, so almost freezing. Yeah. Uh, during the test, participants were asked to randomly repeat out one of the four words every three seconds. So, twiz pipe and fouch and words like flat were used. Kaflavin! And uh, so, uh, Stevens' team would reco- record down their pain perception and how long they could keep their hands submerged in the ice water. And he found that using any swear word other than the conventional F word didn't play a role in increasing pain tolerance. Uh, in fact, when participants used the F word, it showed an increase of 32% in pain threshold and 33% <laughs> increase in pain tolerance. So here's what I think: the word is constructed in a way that is almost like the like a like a karate exaltation, like the you know, you know. So you're starting with the F, and then when you end with the the hard consonant of ak, yeah, ak, yeah, you know, it is it is. I think that word is perfectly constructed. To you know what? What when when you yell out in in karate? What do they refer to that as? Yeah, like, a key up. A, right. So 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 that I think, and that even is, is a little protracted. The F word is a perfect. 
and if, <laughs> as you're as you're exhale, you're exhaling and hardlining on a on a very abrupt consonant, and I think that's why it works so well. What it about does work. art? Though. I don't think so because yeah. the T is not as brick wall as the K. Well, hang on, because uh, yes word ends with a T, and sometimes that one works too. Uh-huh. I never default to that though. I I I I I'll I'll default to that if it's not a pain thing or if I'm, yeah, if I'm walking out that's without more my frustration. keys. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I see mm-hmm. that. Now I'm curious about Casey because Casey, you use the F word more than anybody I know oh, by F far. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm curious how that re- results when you use it in uh, a painful situation. If Casey gets Still less to, yeah. pain tolerance because, because he's trained himself because he uses the f word yeah. so often yeah and uh, I'm wondering but we'd have to do a test and, yeah, I don't uh, want to do, do we have any ice cold water I don't, 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 don't want to do a test well, you know I have a ball peen hammer in my <laughs> draw in there um I you know, listen I curse uh, off air often um but I don't curse on air obviously and I don't curse at home like right. well well that's kind of lifted as my kids have gotten a, a little bit older and What's stuff What's your go to default if you are Mother effer probably it, yeah, yeah. But but he uses uh, F as a kind of enhancement, a, a, sure. a, you know, as a, um, as a as a crutch, yeah, uh, you a know, sentence enhan- an enhancer. a sentence enhancer. Yeah. Uh, but he'll use it as not necessarily as as a punctuation, but just as a as a staller. You know, I, I, the the F and guy told me that I, I right. had to go with uh, the F home or whatever. Yeah. You know, something F like and, that. Uh... By the way, there's been there's been a similar survey that says that while we think the natural uh, result or the natural perception of using expletives in a sentence would indicate, okay, yeah. they don't have the vocabulary to support an argument or to convey a thought, it's actually the opposite. What yeah. this study showed is that people who will uh, use sentence enhancers like that are probably more intelligent. It's funny hearing my kids curse now because it's just it's free reign. Uh, is it like well. is it like taking it out for a spin? Are they still finding their their footing? A little bit. Do and you ever con- consult them on? Let me give you no. let me give you a little pointer on that. <laughs> no, they they just know that. Listen, in in certain company, it's not okay yeah. to do that. Right. You know, it, with with people they don't know yet, and with adults they don't know, you don't do that. But. Um, no, they're using it properly. Yeah, they're, they're, oh, they're using they're using it. Well, they've heard it in context, yes, right? Your wife have. is a pretty bad potty mouth in front of them. If I yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, yeah. I it's can... usually it's usually the other way, right? Yeah, my 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 dad would mix the king's English, as I've said many times. We had a great <laughs> vocabulary, but the expletives flew liberally. I cannot, and I have never used the f word in front of my mother. Um, I, I just won't do it out of respect for her. I just she doesn't like it. I don't know if she's ever. And yeah, she calls actually, you an F and yam bag. No, yam bag. Tell ham ass to get in here. <laughs> Tell that F and ham ass to get. <laughs> but I do feel like if you are an adult and you can't take. Foul language, the F word. Lighten up. I respect respect people's, like, for example. (laughs) Yeah, come on, lighten up, you old crow. Yeah. Uh, But I I do respect, like, in public situations. I've seen people who would be in a store who are freely cursing. And I don't, that's obviously yeah. not know appropriate. Know your audience, as they say. Right. You know? Oh, God, no. the time we were walking through Disney and that guy was oh, just dude. yelling F-bombs left yes. and right. We're like, dude. Yeah. Look where you are. It's the happiest place on earth. Shut the F up. <laughs> Shut your effing hole. So anyhow, in the research paper, the team wrote, while it is not properly understood how swear words, or swear words gain their power, it has been suggested that swearing is learned during childhood and, childhood and that uh, aversive classical conditioning contributes to the emotionally arousing aspects of swear word use. This suggests 
that how and when we learn conventional swear words is an important aspect of how they function. This is and, why I think the F word has serves a dual purpose. In its construction, it is a perfect breathing exercise, a perfect breathing release, as well as th- what you associate that with, the anger of the F word. It serves a twofold purpose. That's why there's no word better yeah. than the F word. It is a good one. I'd like to see that swear word used in, like, swearing in ceremonies. Yes. yes. Swear word ceremonies. Yes. Uh, they concluded that using made-up swear words don't mimic the pain-killing effects that a common swear word would. So forget <laughs> twist pipe. It's not twist gonna, pipe twist is pipe not going to work. It's not going to work for you. When so. my son dropped a full um, thermos, uh, one of those aluminum thermos bottles on my toe, and I, he was maybe two years old, and I don't curse in front of him, oh. it was it was so painful. And also it sucked that I couldn't say what I wanted to say. I, you know what I mean? Like, let, me, let me tell you yeah. something. I, I just had this recently. I'm not. I'm not going to say it was my my wife doing it, mm-hmm. but about four or five times at the same cabinet. When I opened up the cabinet, a can of tuna would roll off the top shelf onto my toe, why onto it, my foot. Why is it rolling? I don't even know. <laughs> and so the f word. Why is it in a sideways? It could have been one of the cats. I mean, I'm not. You know. Cats Possibly. Don't put those things away. Well, we do have nine cats, and mm-hmm. if they get on each other's shoulders, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Let me, uh, Timmy's got an interesting uh, observation. Hi, Timmy. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, bud? Uh, pretty good. Uh, no, I was just finding it funny listening to you guys that I curse all the time. It's like a second language to me, <laughs> or maybe even the first language. But what's funny is anytime I get hurt or hit my toe or whatever, I don't go to a curse word. I just growl like a bear or just, you know, let it out with a big, ah, oh, you know, what the heck? I I don't really curse when I hit. So you go opposite. Time? You go opposite. Right. Interesting. Right. So I thought that was odd. You know, I was just trying yeah. to see that if you odd. guys were going to talk about that at all in this study. Um, it, no. didn't, it didn't come up in the study, but yeah, you can, you know, make grunting noises or, you know, whatever, guttural noises. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or something right. like that. That's exactly what I do when I get hurt. I <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> just make, make things that just don't make any sense at all. I would love <laughs> if that were the case. No, the um if you've ever um like turned your ankle, uh, oh my what, God, what's rolled? that called? Roll, roll your ankle. Yeah. Ugh. That pain right there and so there's only so many F words you can use, and then after a while, it's just guttural, and it's just a oh. <laughs> yes. Let me ask yes. you this, Case, and and everybody, everybody who's I know you've all been in a uh, delivery room, Kathy. You you watched uh, <laughs> yeah, Rush Caroline being born, right? Yeah. So 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 um, expletive wise, um, that to me is what I understand is one of the most uh, intense. Pains. I've never been what? in a situation like that, even though I have three kids. Yeah. What 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 do you hear? What what what? What did Rochelle yeah, let she, she cursed. She dropped the F-bomb. Yeah, now, yeah. I don't know if that was in the middle of delivery, but certainly when the um, contractions were happening, because that's painful. And not really the last time. She was like, oh, the baby's here. Yeah. <laughs> it was an easy one by the time we got to the third one. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah. There was, there was plenty of cursing. It was the F-word, most definitely. Uh, let me see. I'm going to go to Mario. Hey, Mario, good morning. Hey, give it to him with some cheese on it. Guys. <laughs> That's the That's new phrase, man. man. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Hey, so um, you know, I, maybe uh, you know, I'm just like Casey. I'm a, a sentence ex- accentuator myself. Uh, Daddy was a sailor. Mommy's Italian. And um, 
<laughs> and yeah, so I have to curb myself a lot. However, I have been known to, uh, I'm in the construction field, so I've been known to be around power tools and whatnot. And right. I've definitely uh, chopped my hand up with a table saw and, and let several uh, of those good breathing exercises out, as Steve would say. Yeah. Um, and it seemed to, it, it helped me a lot. I okay. Mean, I didn't really feel a whole lot. I mean, I put nails through my fingers, and I've just oh my God. I've let I've let the f bombs go. And um, so, you know, so, right, so it does Mario, help, yeah. even though even though you curse all the time, it, it still helps you. All uh, yeah, okay. I mean, it's one of them things where it just like Steve said, it just feels good, you know. <laughs> it, it does feel yeah. like a man. You know? yeah. yeah, and it's an, it's you're, yeah. it's an. You know, it's that that breathing as well. That that when you start with the F and and the the more you you punch that K at the end, it yeah. can really be thanks, Mario. Additional, appreciate it. Yeah, I can imagine. I don't think the C word would work as well because you end on a on a on a on a more a tea. diffused T. And even the 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 when you start with that C, that yeah, you need to end with that right. Not, not begin. I I'm with you. I see that physically. So so say say the C word backwards, Preston. Um, I don't yeah. know. Tanuk. Tanuk. It's like an Indian word. Oh, yeah. that's Tanuk. a new word. That's a new word. We can say that on the radio. Yeah, Tanuk. Can, yeah. You Tanuk. It's like, um... <laughs> you smelly Tanuk. It's like a Klingon. <laughs> and I, 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 I'm oh, so God. stupid. We're like, we're like giggling, dude, Tanuk. I, no, I don't guy, call me stupid. That guy's I, a dumb Tanuk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a festering Tanuk. No, you, you are. Smelly, sweaty Tanuk. <laughs> Kathy, how do you feel about this? I mean, come on. Hey, <laughs> really? All right, if yeah, I'm going to really? be honest, Kathy wrote that on a piece of paper and slipped and it over. And it over to you. Say Tanuk. <laughs> Kathy's your writer. This will be hilarious. All right, let me let me go to something else in the junk drawer. Get Tanuk. Uh, let's go with this one. Um, we're, we'll go from cursing to complimenting. Uh-huh. And if you compliment your partner, it will benefit you in the bedroom. Researchers. You're my favorite Tanuk. University of North Carolina have found that expressing and receiving gratitude towards or from one's partner, such as via compliments or treats, uh, can help. Good boy. Yes, you're right. <laughs> you took the garbage yeah. out. Treats. Good boy. Yeah. I'm going to put a biscuit on your nose. Uh, can help boost intimate relationships. Mm. I agree. Good uh, hand job. Good hand job. Who's a good boy? <laughs> Here's a treat. Uh, they say it's because... Man, I just thought of something I can't even say on the radio. Say Tanakh. No, it's not that. It's a whole scenario. Anyhow, uh, they say that it's uh, because gratitude motivates people to fulfill their partner's sexual needs. Uh, study author Ashlyn Brady explains, our results suggest that gratitude, an emotion that arises in response to the recognition that another <gasps> person has been beneficial or valuable to us, is one factor that predicts greater sexual communal Thank strength. you so much. I wouldn't even lick that. Um, All right, so you're saying gratitude prior to the sexual yes. favors. Okay. Oh, yeah, not during. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. after? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> I wouldn't put my face there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the, one of the first. I wouldn't lick that. <laughs> one of the first times oh. of intimacy like that, where where the hand ended yeah. up on my Johnson. He's doing it, and <laughs> I, remember, I remember, like, I remember. I think I might have said, "Thank you," uh, uh-huh. because it was you were, the buildup in your mind when you're, you know, the, those various rites of passage. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I had a really interesting conversation last night. But now I, I don't have to do that. I don't think I can. I don't think I can voice it on air about okay. the difference between 
certain acts and when when one act becomes the other act and were you knuffing were you cuffing a tanuk no i no <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i look to you guys for yeah. guidance when it comes to like don't look to me for guidance one what, act becomes another i don't when you I, when you because i don't want to say the wrong thing on air and, and have it get dumped out but when yep. when something stops Starts uh, when you apply the word job to a certain act. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when does it become that act? We should and- call it a hobby. You should call it a blow hobby. Well, no, no, but- <laughs> yeah, right. And then yeah. maybe All right. we'll dig it more. Let's so use. You- saying- How about a hand hobby? Let's, please. Let's, let's use euphemisms if we're going to do that. Yeah, pray. So, um, when does it uh, <laughs> stop being a handy and become a hand hobby? Yeah. When does it stop being a, a blowy and become a blow hobby? <laughs> I think they're both the same. Well, no, I know what I, you're saying. You're, you're saying when it stops becoming it's a like job, anal sex right? hobby. You don't want it to be a job. Correct, but um, but when? Well, crap. All right, never mind. I can't. This, do it. You're, I can't you're never gonna. It. We're never gonna be no. able to get into no. the. Meeting. It's All a right. nuance that we can't. So you're. Are I, you talking I, about finishing? Yes. Uh, oh, I thought well, you, you always about... should finish any job you start. Thank That's. You. <laughs> I thought you were talking about. Let's put a button in it right, right? there. My parents always taught me that. Finish yeah. every job. You don't quit in the middle. Yeah. Right. You finish the job. The hardest part of working with employees is getting them to finish the job. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's get back to gratitude because I agree with this. Uh, well, this I want to expand on this because oh. I wasn't. Uh, oh. I thought you were sort of getting at when does it become when does it go from something you want to do to something That's you feel like I you thought. have to do yeah no i'm i'm but talking yeah. about terminology okay, okay. All right. um but uh, i agree with this study preston but i okay. think we should start calling okay. them blow hobbies I'm, I'm gonna start doing that because you go ahead yeah you put that the word job at the end of it then it's uh okay it's like, oh man all right so all right, you're done with this then this, I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Simply, thus, this uh, complimenting, simply exper- uh, experiencing gratitude toward or receiving gratitude from a romantic partner can increase your motivation to fulfill your partner's sexual needs and can help maintain this motivation over time. I think. I think being grateful for that that, that intimacy or being grateful for anything like that. Just being grateful in general is good. Yes. So gratitude. Yes. Is and one it, thing. it encourages you. Also, it has to be genuine gratitude and not faked gratitude in order to get a, a blow hobby. Because yes. you, you can't be like, uh, oh, I'm so grateful to you. Can we go to the bedroom now? Right. right. No, it's got to be. Yeah, you have to. It's got to be over time. Yeah. yeah, you just have to. And, and then afterwards, if you're going, eh. <laughs> you have to float those out. There. I don't know. All right. Uh, what else? Let me dig back into the junk drawer. Let's. Let's completely change the topic and move on to something else. I have a ton of things in here. Uh, how about this one? Keep going. Keep rooting around. I will. Uh, Roll okay. up that sleeve. CERN has approved plans to build a $23 billion super collider. Another one? Which is 100 <laughs> kilometers in diameter, and it would actually dwarf uh, the, the other one. The, the, yeah, the Hedron is 27 Kilometers. So wow. think this about one is that. Gigantic. So the the Hedron Collider is just an amazing achievement. Yes. This is going to be a hundred kilometers. Yes. The 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 uh, Large Hedron uh, Collider is a Terra Electron Bolt, uh, and I don't know how big this one would be, but it's going to make it's going to look tiny compared to it. the so called Future Circular Collider. The FCC would smash particles together with over a hundred. TEV, yeah, the TEV is everything, which is the Terra uh, Electron, I guess so. Yeah, 
of energy to create many more or of the elusive Nuck for short many mm-hmm. more of the elusive Higgs boson uh which were first detected by CERN in 2012 this Higgs factory uh would be key to helping physicists learn more about dark matter and other mysteries of the standard model of physics now you remember and i think we talked about this or at least it was an issue that was posited a while ago about the hadron collider that it could and one could conceivably Correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. Maybe you remember this. Could create the beginning of a black hole. Yeah, that was a major. That was concern. a theory, right? A major. It was a concern. I mean, a it, concern like, that you could create a black hole in the Hedron Collider. Some of the things that they were recreating in the collider were were similar to what they believed to be the origins of the creation of black holes. So, uh, mm. A black hole. So they were afraid. That one of the, the things that they were afraid about was that if we do this, maybe we're also going to create an environment in which a black hole can exist. All right. So, what does the larger one do that the smaller one can't do? It dices. It's oh. gonna no. It, it makes julienne fries. <laughs> uh, it uh, Casey, it's gonna create more of the velocity. Uh, well, it's gonna create more of the. It, I just said it's. Uh, hang on a second. No, 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 no. It would uh, uh, create more of the elusive Higgs boson. So this this phenomenon, this thing. Uh, it's going to create more. It's just going to do more of what the other ones. Are going to be in the same place? Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure where they're going to put this. Well, you, it, might, it would probably make sense. You put the you put the hedron. You put your left hand. On it, yeah, uh, and then you you put it around it. But so a hundred kilometers. I guess it all depends on the terrain. Would you be thrilled knowing that a, a hedron, that a collider, was underneath your house? Right. Yeah. Uh, CERN emphasized that its current priority is to complete a high luminosity upgrade of the current. Large Hadron Collider with a high-field superconducting NBSN magnets. Yeah. Uh, this would create many times more collisions than the LHC can now, boosting the chances of seeing Higgs boson and other rare particles. I was um, watching a special about these colliders and couldn't grasp hardly any of the concepts. But yeah. the amount of information that can be gleaned from these things is tremendous. Yeah. I saw an accelerator. understand them. When I was in Silicon Valley, I saw from the outside. Uh, we drove by a uh, yeah. an accelerator they had there, which was pretty cool. Did, was it were there tours, or was it open to the public? I, I was only. It was next to Clyde Peeling's reptile. We were just driving through, so I didn't get a 15? chance to stop up. Pull over the, the <laughs> land. Is, hey, kids, there's a collider. There's a particle accelerator. Want to see there. a black hole? I did enjoy the montage of news anchors uh, mixing up the words in Hadron, and uh, so they would, <laughs> would put the R before the D several okay. times. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so yes. that, that was a fun little... Hard-on collider? Yeah, yeah. The Hard On Collider. (laughs) Wow. Which is actually a good movie, if you ever get a chance. It's where I first learned about docking. Yep. Uh, By the way, the aim is to start constructing the new tunnel by 2038. So it's going to be a while before they get to it. Uh, There's one massive hurdle, and that is the money, because it's $23 billion as of now. Jesus. Chris, you had mentioned seeing a collider in uh, Silicon Valley. Are there many of these? Because I just thought there was one in Europe, and he's got one. In well, his car. It's, I don't know if it's a collider. It's it's <laughs> yeah. a um, it's it's a particle accelerator. It's a food processor okay. <laughs> and a food processor. But I, you know, what case I don't know. Okay, how, so that's a good question. How, how many colliders are there? That's a good question. All right, so there's, well, they're up on the screen here. There is a representation of the um, the uh, future collider will cross. Near Geneva, the diameter of the current. Uh, yeah, the current one goes under the border of France and Switzerland. It's, it's actually uh, straddles both countries. Honestly, and a lot of the local fraternities use it to bring beer across the border. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
All right, uh, one more story from the junk drawer, and then we're going to take a break. Uh, if you're thinking of sleeping naked and thinking that it will uh, keep you cooler when it's hot outside, you want to think again. Uh, Christabel Magendi is a sleep expert with Natural Mat and says that pajama fabrics actually draw sweat away from the skin, which makes you feel cooler and more comfortable. Not me. No. No, I do, I do underwear and that's it. Have you guys seen this little fan that you put uh, uh, basically at the foot of your bed and then it goes up and it... and it... Sleep number had it. Yeah, that's this the first time I saw it where it, 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 it pushes air up under the blanket, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's well, awesome. Okay. I don't, I don't use it because I sleep on top of the blankets. You don't sleep under a blanket? I, don't, I, I have one little blanket that I kind of put like a quasi-loincloth across my midsection. Yeah, well, dude. My tootsies are fine. I, I so I keep the AC at, at seventy seventy one. Mm. I have the ceiling fan over me, and I I do not need a lot of covering. Yeah, if you don't sleep with a blanket on you, Steve, then then the monsters can get you. I know, <laughs> but I also have my shoes right next to the the That's, bed. So okay. if anything has to happen, I can. Especially you know, if can deer's go. in the house. Yeah. Deer's in the house. Forget yeah. it. <laughs> uh, so, so see, they're showing it, case, and this is how it works uh, up on the uh, screen here in the studio. It's just basically a wide, a wide vent, a sort of, um, it almost looks like a like a bent surfboard. It yeah. goes up under and inflates the bed. I sleep with the ceiling fan on every single night. Doesn't matter how cold or hot it is. I I need just flowing air on. We've talked about this, Preston. Yeah. If I uh, case, if I don't have any, I've got to feel the flow of air. My wife can sleep in a in a non breeze room, no problem. <laughs> I would suffocate. I would yeah, die. I need moving air as well, but I I go between throughout the course of the night. I have blankets on, blankets off, blankets on, blankets off. So I'll, I'll when I'm, whatever I wake up and I feel that I need that, I just take the blankets off and then I'll feel the air. Yeah, uh, from the ceiling fan. My friend, that's will, cuffing nuts. She mm-hmm. brings a fan with her everywhere she goes. So if she's like staying in a hotel okay. or whatever, she she has yeah. one piece of luggage just for a fan. I, I used to do idea. that. No. Preston, I think uh, you've uh, achieved a certain level in your career and in your life that um, by the time you retire, you should demand at some point the, the bedroom, the entire yeah. room. You know, like that'd be an accomplishment. When one of the kids moves out, okay. I'll take over their room, and the entire, <laughs> the entire uh, area of the of the room will be all mattress, nothing but bed. Yep, nothing so, but bed. <laughs> when my wife and I we went to this uh, this therapist briefly and wonderful, you know, we were kind of just working on our marriage, learning how to communicate. And she was awesome, and she had a room that was that. It no. was wall-to-wall mattresses. And Love you could it. just go, you know, Man, yeah, that, it was the, really cool. The secret to a great marriage. Yeah. <laughs> it's a giant bedroom. You would still just sleep on the one side, though, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I sleep all over the bed. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter if I'm sleeping alone or whatever. I still just, for some reason, just sleep on one little sliver of the mattress. And can we admit, yes. honestly, and I, I love my wife dearly, but I don't want anyone draped on me. I don't want an arm or a leg across me. I don't want to be buttressed up against anybody. I want, I just need air circulating around me. That's stop touching me. Way. Yes. Yes. I love you, but stop it. Uh, so she says, when you sleep... Naked, sweat actually collects on the body and then remains there. The fabric in pajamas will wipe the moisture away from the body, so sleeping naked doesn't help you uh, to cool down at all. However, the same rule does not apply to babies, who experts say will be cooler if you just 
if they just sleep in their diaper so during just the hot weather. Cover yourself with babies. You can, <laughs> right? I, I woke up cool. uh, sweaty <laughs> last night or this morning. I, I and I, I was telling Casey on, on Thursday. Someone got a hand hobby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah. just, I have not been sleeping well <laughs> lately. And, oh really? And, yeah, and and I'm, so I'm waking up at like two thirty three in the morning and then not being able to fall back asleep. That and sucks. It's, it's awful. And it's been two two weeks in a row where I've just not been sleeping well. And then last night I woke up like drenched in sweat. And there's this commercial right now. I, they air it during Jeopardy all the time, and I, I'm terrified that it's me. But the, it's and some night sweats means that you got some uh, mysterious disease that you need a new. Prescription got malaria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, that's all I got time for in the junk drawer. Thank you for allowing me to air that out a little bit. We will take a quick break and come back in a second because some bizarre file stories are what we have next. Stay with us. Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So what is better than snacking on your favorite flavor of chip? How about snacking on two flavors and one chip? And that's what we have now. Hers has taken two of their classic flavors. They combined them into one chip. And now we have the ultimate snacking experience. They They call them the Hers Flavor Mix. And they brought in, these are brand new. They brought in a few uh, bags for us today. Cheddar and sour cream and onion mixed my fa- together. My favorite so far. They're, they're all great, but that's my favorite. Barbecue and salt and vinegar. And these aren't like two different kinds of chips in the same bag. No. They, they made, they combined the flavors. And then you have, and this is the one I got to try, red hot and honey barbecue. So that's, those are the next ones I want to try. We got them out in our green room, in the Xfinity green room, and I want to go grab some in a little bit. So we will do. And thank you for dropping those by hers. We love you. Official chip of the president's It's it's crazy, you know, because we we did a little video which you can watch, you know, which is us passing the bags to each other, and yeah, and uh, I happened to, to get a couple of the uh, the you know the cheese balls and stuff like that. I'm so addicted to those effing things; it's unbelievable. <laughs> nice. They're so good. All right, I got some B file stories for you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. Brought to you by Cinch, a propane tank home delivery service that brings propane right to your doorstep. Place your order now at cinch.com. That's C-Y-N-C-H.com. Well, here we go again. A Chinese man nearly died after allegedly inserting a wiggling 16-inch eel into his backside to treat his constipation. Oh, my God. So was, that was the explanation given? Yeah. Do you think there's any bit of credibility in that? <laughs> no. Well, the live fish tore through his intestines oh, before dying and getting stuck in his abdomen for a week. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, that's a week? So yeah. he didn't go to, to the doctor for a Not week? Not immediately. No, he thought well, the, he thought the eel had to do its work. Yeah, absolutely. And decompose a little <laughs> bit. Uh, the, or perhaps he was too embarrassed. Yeah. The unnamed patient said to be in his 50s claimed that he decided to use the creature to solve his bowel problems after following a folk remedy. Yeah. Uh, The news came to light after the man sought medical attention due to severe abdominal pain. Right. He has fully recovered after medics removed the dead fish from the man's belly during emergency surgery. Uh, Dr. Lee, who did the procedure, said we suspected that there was a foreign object in his abdominal cavity from a CT scan, but we couldn't tell where it came from. Uh, The patient then underwent an emergency abdominal operation after his condition became life-threatening. The surgeons were shocked to discover the dead eel while conducting the surgery. And during the uh, laparoscopy procedure, 
We detected, he said, that it was an eel. It had completely entered the abdominal cavity and had already been dead. Doctor said the man's organ had been severely infected and filled with waste matter. Oh, my <clears throat> God. Footage showed the medics removing the 16-inch creature after surgically opening up the patient's belly. 16 <clears throat> yep. inches. After the operation, the patient confessed to the doctors that he had inserted the live eel into his rear in a bid to treat his long-term constipation. Yeah. There is no scientific evidence that supports the oh. folk remedy of shoving an eel in your ass. Take two <laughs> butt eels and call me in the morning. A uh, determined Rikers Island inmate escaped to a jail roof on Sunday morning just three days after he was caught trying to swim away. Arthur Brown. Oh, Arthur really? Oh, yeah. God. That's the, uh, I am the god of hellfire. That's him. And I'm trying to escape from prison. Arthur, Arthur, I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. Arthur Brown, who was being housed at uh, Rikers Island's North Infirmary <laughs> Command, was pulled down from the roof on Sunday. Around, I am Arthur Brown! <laughs> on Sunday around 9 a.m. after the failed escape attempt. He just talks like that right, all the all time. The time. Yeah. I guess that's how you found me, right? Uh, the second headline-grabbing escape attempt by the inmate in less than a week was extremely embarrassing for the Department of Corrections, sources said. The commissioner, Cynthia Brand, is livid and heads could roll, said a source. The incident's under investigation. She's going to get fired. And there will be immediate <laughs> staff suspensions if warranted. Uh, the detainee was quickly apprehended and returned to custody. A top-down investigation of how the inmate was allowed to get away twice is set to take place. On Sunday, Arthur Brown managed to get himself onto the roof of the three-story James A. Thomas Center, but not before guards spotted him. And I can see my house from up here. Uh, surrounded the building. <laughs> After he was nabbed, Brown was tied into a Stokes basket stretcher and lowered from the roof. He was apprehended within 30 minutes of making it to the roof. Now... His, he first tried to escape on Thursday by swimming through the Rikers Island Channel to LaGuardia Airport. Oh, what a mess. But was apprehended shortly after making it into the water. He swam all the way to the airport? Yeah, he was trying to wow. anyway. Yeah, Let this guy go. Uh, he's been held on Rikers since May of 2019. He was originally arrested for allegedly biting an, an NYPD officer in the hand and refusing a bag search at the Staten Island Ferry Terminal. So hey, He's uh, persistent. Yeah, he is, absolutely. <laughs> All right, this is a cute story. A Delaware woman's doorbell camera caught footage of an Amazon delivery driver complying with her son's additional instructions that he filled out for delivery <laughs> by shouting abracadabra and running yes. away. Yes. Isn't that great? I love it. And uh-huh. she did. It was so it's it's adorable. Uh Lynn Steffieri says that her thirteen year old son Jacob ordered a package from Amazon and left the instructions <laughs> for the driver in the do we need additional instructions to find this address notification. And he wrote, No, but knock on the door three times and scream abracadabra as loud as you can and run super fast away. <laughs> Uh, Stefferari had posted the footage of the driver following the instructions on social media and wrote thank you to this great Amazon delivery woman. I'm looking at the video footage of it right now. That is just, you got to love it when people play along. It's just great. People have been delivering to the house, you know, all the delivery people uh, in in uh, these past couple of months. Unbelievable. Yeah. But to be able to have fun like that. Yeah. That's great. I I love it. All right, Florida man is back with a vengeance. This time, he's fighting his way into a Walmart 
which has a mandatory face mask policy. But Florida man needs the discounts. Rona be damned. The scene went down on Saturday in Orlando, and it starts off in the thick of the action. An elderly man tries storming his way into a Walmart without a face covering, but he gets stopped by an employee at the front door. But that wasn't going to stop Graham, so he immediately got physical and started pushing his way into the store. Ratchet it down, Gumpy. Even uh, shoving the masked employee out of his way to some success at first. The guy did get by him, but after taking a tumble during uh, during the struggle, he then started heading for some aisles. But uh, the Walmart employee caught up to him and held his ground. And the person with the camera is going, dude, just put on a mask. Yeah. Just put on a mask. Uh, On the second go, uh, he had backup with him, just a regular Joe who chimed in and told the guy to get the hell out. He also noted the dude was getting his germs all over the place by making such a big fuss. Uh, you fussy old guy. The two-man press was enough for the old-timer to call it quits and scram empty-handed at that. Got out of there. Florida man. Florida man. And we will end on that note. We're going to take a break. Keep in mind Josh Holloway. You may remember him as Sawyer from uh, Lost. He is on the show Yellowstone with uh, Kevin Costner. He'll be joining us around 9 o'clock. And then we're also going to talk to Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas together. They have a book called What Makes a Marriage Last. Uh, so those uh, peoples and more things coming up when we return. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. One of the great things about having our friend Nick Murphy back is that the Daily Grush videos are returning on a more consistent basis because yesterday the video that came out was from yesterday's show <laughs> and it's called Butt Licking Aliens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and <laughs> there's no no uh, question as no. to what that's about. Uh, and so the new Daily Rush video is up and running. What's interesting is I usually get the title and then I get a description. So yeah. the description of this says Preston and Steve's annual competition of sleds made from just cardboard, tape, string, glue, and paint. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Wow. So I think we're a little rusty in that department. We got to get, we got Murph's got to dust off the uh, the chops there. But otherwise, the video's hilarious. I saw it last night, and you can watch it now at PrestonC.com. And it's brought to you by Punchline Philly Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. And somebody actually just referenced it in the, uh, the Love You Hate You line, by the way. I heard that. Yep. It was awesome. So I know there's something else I want to mention. I can't think of what it is. So I will turn to Nick and say, tell us your story that you uh, mentioned to us the other day, Nick, about something interesting that happened uh, with your girlfriend's dad, I believe, right? Yes, yes. Uh, So Bob Bob is a great guy, and um, he's um, sort of one of those guys that's set in his ways as a Vietnam vet, and uh, I I just, uh, he's a character, right? So we went up to, they live up in the Poconos, and Bob is mostly retired. And um, we went up to visit, and because he's mostly retired, he's spending a lot of time at home doing projects, and he was painting their their patio. And uh, up and down the ladder and, and all of the work that's required with painting, and he ended up with a pretty sore back as a result. So he was, he was a bit laid up, and he's trying to stretch and trying to do back exercises and trying to lay on a flat floor, a floor, a hard floor, that kind of thing. None of it's working. And he's like, I, I got to get some medication. I got to, you know, need something. Advil's not cutting it. It goes into his medicine cabinet. And he says, he's a bottle of uh, muscle relaxants. And he says, well, this will probably do the trick. 
and he looks at the uh, this is not an exaggeration it's not hyperbole he looks at the the label and and uh the description says muscle relaxants and and then he sees that the expiration date not when he got it the expiration date for the muscle relaxants 1981. Wow. Come on. I'm not kidding. I'm, and and he, he doesn't BS. Yeah. Like, these aren't stories to tell stories. So clearly he threw them away when he read that, right? Well, you would think, Casey, right. but no. He, uh, he thought, here's uh, something that I can take that will be effective and help me. And so he did. He ingested two muscle relaxants that had expired in 1981. So, they, so. The pills themselves were six years older than his daughter. <laughs> wow. So... You know, they're, they're six years younger than me. I'm 44. <laughs> and guess what? They worked. The no, muscle what? relaxants wow. that he took from 1981, that expired in 1981, were effective and helped him feel a little wow. bit better. I'm blown but, away by that. I am, too. I'm wondering, I'm wondering how much of that is a placebo effect. Because I'm you, wondering, too. Yeah, yeah. But because he was so laid up and, and because, like, he's not a hypochondriac. No. He, you know, he's not one of these guys that that, that whines about a hangnail or anything right. like that. Like, he would, he would only take it <laughs> if he had a serious problem with it and, and felt like he needed it. And in my mind... I don't think it was just a placebo. I think the medicine worked. Right. But I'm really curious, at, like, because I haven't talked to Dr. Mike or any of our, you know, doctor His friends about it. His head would spin. Right. Yeah, so like, how is this? Uh, there are not any adverse side effects. Well, okay. So be careful. I think you need to really be careful when you're dealing with expired medicine. I had a friend who ended up in the emergency room. He took an expired antibiotic, and he broke out in hives. His throat start to, started to close. Uh-oh. And he, he ended up in the emergency room uh, because of it. And it was, was specifically an expired antibiotic. I was always on the... Now, it might be different antibiotics, but I was always under the impression that uh, expired medication just doesn't have the potency. Yeah, it doesn't have its punch anymore. It won't work. I know with with antibiotics in particular, Kathy, they always say finish off the the, the prescription. Finish it off. And I think it's partially just because you're supposed to... complete the cycle with it, yeah, for it and also work. not to have them hanging around. Well, and that's exactly uh, but, what it was. It was just something he hadn't finished. Right. It was left over. It was not from 1981, but it was expired. <laughs> I mean, what was the... What, what, what was in the... What would, what would you find at the multiplex in 1981? What, right? yeah. what was on TV? Right. That is a good question. When to give that us some perspective. Became yeah. Yeah. past its point of usefulness. Well, ET hadn't come out yet. Um, what if uh, it expired in 81 and it had been expired for so long that it reached an age where it started working again, right? <laughs> Is it like wine? <laughs> yeah. Does does certain do muscle muscle relaxants age oh. like fine wine? Nick pulled up a list of popular movies in 1981: Chariots of Fire, okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Evil Dead, Time Bandits, Mommy Dearest, <laughs> there and <we> Stripes. <laughs> Were the top movies that year. <laughs> when that medication wow. he used became unusable. Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I I have a habit of hanging on to medication for way too long as well. And and now the antibiotics I will always finish because I'm like, I don't want to have to deal with this crap again. So, But other ones that are for, you know, whatever, for pain management or some other things, you kind of take them and then you're... then. You know, you're getting past whatever you get past, and then it just sits there forever. What about what about things like aspirin, Preston, or, or um, general things that are perhaps less um, focused? What's the duration? Yeah, like Benadryl How, or, yeah. or yeah, Benadryl. Yeah. How long can you keep that in a medicine cabinet? Yeah, I, I think a co- maybe like a couple Four years. decades? No, no, no. I would say like a couple years, like one or two years, right. something like that. Like I, I go through my medicine cabinet actually 
probably more often than most people. Yeah. And every time I go in there, there's something that needs to be tossed out or at least, you know, has... Well, that's the thing. You, you're always taught. In fact, the, the PSAs run all the time yeah. about throwing away old medication. Yeah. Um, so my wife used to work and sell um, toothpaste and stuff. And so... When she uh, acquired her territory, she got a, um, you know, one of those uh, storage uh, yeah, yeah. garages. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole bunch of boxes of expired um, toothpaste that was, um, you know, the trial sizes. That basically yeah. when you go to the dentist, you get that little gift package and there's a small thing. Yeah, so, like travel size. Travel size toothpastes. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a better way to describe it for us travel size. <laughs> uh, anywho. The it was expired, but we and you sold of, it as icing, didn't we? You? Yeah, we needed <laughs> the money. No, we actually gave it to a um, uh, like a, a, a men's shelter. Sure, uh, well, it's still it's, stuff is it's still usable. Yeah. yeah, and Rochelle, who does uh, a lot of work with um, you know Crohn's disease uh, charities, uh, Mother's Wish, and so forth. Part of what what they hand out products are A uh, and D ointment, which yeah, is yeah. you know for rash and stuff right, like that yeah. for for your butt. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that stuff expired. I'm like, that stuff, come on. Yeah. That stuff's going to be here forever and still work, right? I mean, you have to imagine. It's it's something like, it's like a topical cream, right? Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. I yeah, mean, it's an ointment. It just, it's probably, maybe it's lost a little bit of its effectiveness, but so. it's still got to work. Yeah, I don't know. I was just considered, I was just think that stuff will always work, you know? But probably, right. we well, might be wrong. But I'm it, sure we you know. Well, listen, I mean, the, take this text for what it's worth. It, it, it's not a, a doctor calling in, but says this person says if the pills are kept in a cool and dry place they will still work they can lose potency uh but painkillers can still work over four, four decades, decades apparently yeah so says, but any, not things like antibiotics right it says anything though that you purchase before the release of excalibur <laughs> is right. probably suspect uh, all right so i found this expired medical products can be less effective and risky due to a change in chemical composition yeah. or decrease in strength certain expired medications are at risk of bacterial growth and subpotent antibiotics can fail to treat infections leading to more serious illness and antibiotics so that's probably what happened to your friend. My friend, yeah, yeah, I guess so. And I've also read that uh, you should never flush your old medication oh, right, yeah. down yeah. the toilet. Why is that? It can end up in the water the system. Water system the, yeah. the water system gets oh. uh, filtered and reused. But some of those I don't drink my toilet water. Some of those medical um, components can stay in there and, wow. and can become dangerous. Huh. Uh, on a side note, don't you think that the toilet water should be a separate, like sourced out <laughs> water that you don't have to treat as much? You know what I'm saying? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Like, toilet water doesn't have to be drinkable. I still keep a, a ladle <laughs> right is. next to my poop knife. <laughs> but it is. We yeah. went by a wastewater treatment plant the other day, and I had to explain to Jace what it was. And he was like, wait a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're telling me when we flush the toilet and we brush our teeth, it's all coming here. Yeah. Whoa. Yep. Uh, yeah. Let me go to <laughs> Becky. Hi, Becky. Good morning. Hi, guys. Gadzook. Gadzook says here you're a nurse. I am. All right, and you wanted to explain a little bit about expired medication. I did. So one of the doctors I used to work for, he's a um, family doctor, and he's sort of old school. And he swears that the pharmaceutical companies just put an expiration date on it. So I looked into it a little bit further. Some drugs, like Kathy Red, can lose potency, but some drugs can actually gain potency. Huh. So you never know what you're dealing with. Do any do any drugs come to mind that are in the gains potency uh, category? I don't know what drugs do what. I guess I <laughs> no. could see that somehow or another it concentrates over time. Maybe some of the other, well, I don't know, some of the other elements deteriorate and therefore the ones that don't deteriorate as quickly might become more concentrated. Does that make any sense? Maybe retin. 
Wrecking suits. Made with Like cough medicines or liquids or something like that. So I, I, so if I've gone into the medicine cabinet, we, we rotate our stuff, you know, and we have a well-stocked, you know, the, the basic things. Right. And if I were to find like, like a NyQuil or something and it, you know, even there's a little crustiness or whatever on the, on the, uh, the cap, <laughs> I, I would still use it. I would not use, I guess the difference is, is between a prescription drug that you've gotten and something that you just get over the counter, you know, that's just in the aisle of a CVS as opposed to going up to the pharmacist and getting th- something specifically, I might be less inclined to use that. Yeah. Does that? But do you think that's a good line of delineation? What's that? The over-the-counter stuff can be bad too because you might be taking different medicines now. Oh, that's than you were true. Back then, right? All right. Huh. Interesting. Thank you, Becky. Although, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Take care. Uh, every every like couple of years, I'll go through. We you know we we'll have our own personal medicine cabinet in the bathroom, but then there's kind of the family medicine cabinet in the yeah. kitchen. And every couple of years, I will go through and sort through that mess. (laughs) And I've since organized them. I made little baskets. Kathy, you'd be very happy about this. So I've got like, you know, uh, I have uh, pain management in one. I have uh, stomach issues, you know, intestinal and stomach, gastrointestinal in one. We have the same thing. Allergies in another one, then first aid. Yeah. And then, you know, stuff like that. And so I have I bought these little baskets. I, by the way. Because otherwise it's just a mess. It's I love great. baskets. It's, baskets it's the best, are great. Best way to organize <laughs> yes. inside of your cabinet. So, but anyway, I uh, when going through that medicine cabinet, I realized that a lot of times, Nobody ever looks to see if we already have what oh, we yeah. need to get. And you just run by CVS and grab it mm-hmm. and you end up chucking in another another thing of, of you know, we had like eight bottles of cold and flu. You may have noticed Robitussin or something, you know. A difficulty finding Mucinex DM on your uh, pharmacy shelves. I have it. You have it all. Uh, <laughs> I I was I didn't realize I'd been putting it in. You talk about your baskets. Yeah, I'd yeah. been putting it in the wrong basket, uh-huh. so I kept getting it. And Preston, I'm I'm good for the neck as whatever the duration is to the to Excalibur two. When that all, right. <laughs> all right. So I also found this on uh, Harvard's health website uh, now, and I would not suggest this because I know what happened to my friend and that he ended up in the emergency room. But most of what is known about drug expiration dates comes from a study that was conducted by Food and Drug Administration. So they say uh, what they found in the study is that 90% of more than 100 drugs, both prescription and over-the-counter, were perfectly good to use after 15 years. 15 years? 90% 90% of them? Yeah. Well, it's what, it's you a still 10%. Don't want to, yeah. yeah. You still I, don't want to do it. I still, yeah. no. Yeah. I, I what about 39 years? <laughs> yeah, I don't hey, know by that. the way, here's a here's a text that says, uh, sunblock expires. Know this from experience. Yeah. So that is good to know as you're heading yeah. out this uh, summer. If yep. you have stuff that's been sitting around well, for a while, take a look at the expiration If Mr. Date. T is on it, don't <laughs> use it. Right. I bought sunblock at my TJ Maxx uh, last year, the year before, and I d- had no idea that it even expired. And I was just so excited because it was cheap. Because normally, cheap sunblock? Yeah. yeah uh, seriously, it was like three bucks a bottle. I was like, this is great. And I, I bought all of it. And I told my wife, and she's like, dude, it, is it expired? And I'm like, what are you talking? And thank God it, it had not expired, but it was really, really close 
to the expiration no, date. No, I still have a day and a half. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. It was cheap sunblock? Yeah. You sure it wasn't no. sunblurk? Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> it was inexpensive sunblurk. Uh, it was, you know, banana, burnt, and... Uh, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Banana, yeah. burnt. By the way, your summer tip for sunblock, don't buy it down the shore. It's like twice as expensive. Oh, I'll yeah. bet it. It's got to be, right? Buy it right? before you go. Anytime where you absolutely have no choice but to buy it there, it's going to be crazy yeah. expensive, yeah. Uh, hang on. I'm going to go to Oleg, I believe, who it says is a physician. Uh, is your name Oleg? It is Oleg. Oleg. Yeah, All right. Everyone. So you wanted to clarify something here. Yes. Two things. So the reason why a lot of medications shouldn't be flushed down the toilet is because when you do birth control pills and you flush them down the toilet, there have been studies showing that there are more female fish now in the water supply, and in general, it's actually messing up our ecosystem. Oh, my God. So birth control creates a boom of female fish? So, yeah, the estrogen that, the estrogen levels rise, and unlike humans, well, even with humans, (laughs) higher levels of estrogen during in vitro actually can cause you to become Girls, let's go spawn. Uh, that that actually does make sense because of the, the hormone imbalance. Um, so so you're saying, and would you say, uh, like, would you say that that is the direct main reason why they're admonishing people to not flush drugs down the toilet? No, that's one of the main one, reasons. Right. But others are definitely the potency of some medications are <laughs> will last even in water for several days, and you don't want some of those chemo drugs. All right. around All right. in your drinking water. All right. Now, how about uh, medicine uh, losing and gaining potency? So the gaining potency, to be honest with you, I have never in my entire life heard of. I've never studied that. But like that Harvard study that you were talking about, it's actually pretty true that most medications kept in a nice dry place will maintain potency for a long time. Okay. Okay, so, so uh, Oleg, I don't know if you heard the beginning of this conversation, but it's, it's my girlfriend's father. Uh, it's medication from 1981. It's muscle muscle relaxants, and they worked just fine. Is, is that common? Is that uncommon? No, it's actually pretty common. It depends on – so if you think about things like in capsule form, when there's a liquid inside, the likelihood that it's actually going to stay intact is lower than one of just a regular pill – yeah. crushed up little type pill. Yeah, so a lot of those will stay for years and years. I mean, don't don't throw away your your molar medication that you got from years ago just in case you you break your leg and you need to get some pain relief before getting to the hospital. It may still work. All right. All right. And All then right. somebody somebody else was was pointing out that um medication expiration dates are usually regardless they're usually a year after they're exactly. filled regardless of their manufacture date huh. yep and there's some websites that will give you an approximate time period for how long but honestly I, my wife and i are both physicians and we'll keep extra antibiotics extra medications for upwards of five years in our cabinet because they're still quite potent for the wow. most part okay. all right so it, it, the the situation but it's the kind of thing obviously you want to be aware of and you can't what's what would you recommend what what's the really um obvious thing to look out for as far as medication for not exceeding the uh the cutoff date what what is what are you at most risk of screwing around with and having it be detrimental to your health what medication antibiotics it just antibi- down, okay. all right. if you're not if you're not a physician if you're, like you said, finish what you have 
like your prescribed. Right. Don't save those. That is something that you definitely do not want to just keep around because you never know. Right. And it's in, infections are not something to be messed around with in kind of, well, five years down the line. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, right. no mm-hmm. don't do that. All right, Oleg, information, very good stuff. Thanks, man. Yep. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. See ya. I, I have, you know, the older you get, the more medication you end up with. <laughs> so I, I have stuff that I don't even know what it's for right. anymore. And, and I, honestly, I look at it like, I don't remember this. Yeah. I don't know what this was for. And, and, and then Why is Alf on this? Well, and then you add a skin condition on top of it, you know, because since I have psoriasis, there are a variety of ointments and things <laughs> for different parts of the body that yeah. you need to use because of sensitivity levels and so on. So I got this stuff. <laughs> I eventually had to write on the package because I, you know, I had, I get, you get it in on your elbows and your ears, uh, you know, uh, shins, different spots, around, right? And there's a, there's a spot right above my butt crack where I get one. And the doctor gave me very specific medication. So I just wrote, and, and the packages look exactly the of same. Course, yeah. So I took a Sharpie and I wrote, Ears and butt on both of them. Butt crack medicine. Yeah, I butt use ears medicine. and butt. <laughs> I, don't I use ears and butt. <laughs> I want to use the butt stuff on my ears. Uh, and my yeah. Stuff. Uh, but I ha- there's so much stuff that's just that, that you went and you took a few of them and all of a sudden you feel better and I don't need to take that anymore. And I just left it in the cabinet. I don't remember what the hell it's for. That's why, honestly, when I got into the pen medicine system and like you're like... What medication do you take? And I take this one pill that looks square, and I do. And, and yeah, they know all the time. Yeah, because it's just the kind of thing that we. we I know we need to be more fastidious about it, but we just tend not to. When be. Uh, when Preston got sick earlier this year with the the regular flu, um, Doctor Mike prescribed the. It's basically it's like the morning after pill for the flu. So like yeah. if you've been exposed to somebody who has the flu, and uh, it can help prevent it. From, from you getting it, right? We all went on it. Right. And, well, and so Tamiflu. Was, Tamiflu. Uh, it was different than that. It was a prescription. Now, yeah, it was a, uh, they called it a prophylactic uh, yes, medication. That's exactly right. Yeah. But I didn't finish that medication. And I was like, well, now I still, ha- but now I'm holding on to it. Like, do I keep it for next year? Is it something to, to worth hanging on to? I, I don't even know. Nick, by the way, somebody wants to mention my little psoriasis thing is right where your second butthole is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> probably should apply some. Butthole! We have that. Uh, we have that in common. I would say this is that, again, in any situation where you've been prescribed an antibiotic, finish it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to <laughs> Matt's been on hold for a little while. Hey, Matt, good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Oh, hey, thank you, sir. So you used an, uh, uh, an outdated product, expired yes. Yes, seven years ago, I hurt my back significantly, was out of work for a year, and I didn't feel like putting in my contacts, so I was, you know, wearing glasses for several years until getting surgery, and two years ago, I returned to work full-time, and I went, I didn't go to the doctor that prescribed the contacts, but just an optometrist on the street where I worked, and I said... (laughs) I have contacts that expired 2017. Are they still okay? And she said, yeah, they should be fine. And that's what I've been wearing. See, that's um, the problem. That should, they should should be be fine. fine. I'm not taking that chance with my eyes. I go to a, like a street proctologist who wanders up and down. (laughs) Proctology! 
No, I think, uh, yeah, it's, but that's to that Kathy's point, should yeah, leave nah. a margin of error. I'm not comfortable with you. No, I agree. Like, I would never have LASIK for my eyes because I don't ever want to take a chance on anything happening to my eyesight. But I tried them, you know, the contacts for a day. They seemed fine. And. Well, I'm about to run out of them anyway, so okay. get some new ones. Get some new ones. Yeah. For an eye exam, so all right. The other thing I wanted to say, though, just as like a joke, um, if you take an acid that have expired, say several years ago, would they upset your stomach? Ah. <laughs> Was it now? I missed it. I missed it. I get it. it would so, they upset your stomach if you were taking an antacid? An old antacid. Oh, I got it. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Um, Can you hit the dump button? Or? No. <laughs> Sorry. No, we'll let, we'll let that dry. See yeah. how he likes it. He worked on that, and yeah. it's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, Nick, that's interesting. 1981. Yeah. Muscle relaxant that still works. Yeah. He just used it. Yeah, worked just fine. Okay. We need to take a break because we have a guest coming up shortly. Josh Holloway is going to be joining us. We know him, obviously, from uh, Lost and the show Yellowstone, which he is promoting. It's going to be on Sunday, uh, starring Kevin Costner as well. We'll be back in just a second. Stay there. What's new? Glad you asked. Weezer. Wolves. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. We're going to be getting uh, Josh Holloway on in just a moment or two. I do want to mention <clears throat> again and thank... Our friends from HERS for dropping yeah. by some goodies and letting us be some of the first to sample this new product line. They can always do that, by the way. Anytime yeah. you want to test anything, bring we, it by here. We'll be your R&D crew, man. Uh, HERS Flavor Mix is what it's called. So they are combining classic flavors into one chip. So they've taken the barbecue chip and the salt and vinegar chip, and then they have smash them in together. <laughs> Done whatever they do. And he had to make it into one chip. And so you get barbecue and salt and vinegar. They also have red hot and honey barbecue. That's the last one I have to try. And then cheddar and sour cream and onion are the ones they... they could somebody bring in... Uh, Marissa, you mind grabbing the red hot honey and barbecue? We can try that right now because we have a moment or two before Josh yeah. comes in and we can sample that. But um, yeah, you can find them at your local grocery store starting today. Love it. Which you know, they, they did a special chip for Primo uh, hoagies, and uh, that was like a, like an Italian hoagie, uh-huh. and they nailed it. All right. I'm trying the red hot. What you think? <laughs> and honey barbecue. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Okay. Not blow your head off hot, which is good. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, spicy, but not crazy. <laughs> get every bit of that crunch again. All right, wait. Actually, it's getting hotter now. Oh. That's oh. going down to my throat. A delayed hot. Yes. That's a little... What are what are the uh, the really insane? You see people eating the. I'm oh, always, you're right. What's <laughs> that? Takis. Yeah, like you can't even handle. Oh, them. Dude, my kids eat them. I hate seriously. No, <laughs> yeah. oh, no, thank you. But anyhow, these it are, has a kick, Preston. These are good, tolerable, but a nice little kick. If spice is your thang, then you want to be all over that. I have to take a drink of water now. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just did as well because it is. It's um, if you're into that, this is perfect. Yummy. All right, so thank you, hers. We appreciate that. Our guest is ready to go. Or wait, Marissa, put him. Yeah. Now she's talking to him. Okay, <laughs> now, stop crunching. 
He's just going to hang up. I'll wait till you get a drink of water because I'm sure you're going to want to talk to our next guest. Can't do it with a mouthful of chips. Anyway, but we just had Kevin Costner on last week to talk about Yellowstone, and the third season is coming out. It's cool music, by the way. This is the theme. Yeah. Uh, and he, our next guest, is going to be featured in season three, which is great. And obviously, we were massive fans of his on Lost, and now we're going to be massive fans of his on Yellowstone. Please welcome Josh Holloway yeah. to the show this morning. Hey, Josh, how you doing, man? Doing great, doing great. How y'all doing? We up, are we're doing fantastic. <laughs> Yo, Philly! Woo! Hey, listen, so like I said, we spoke to uh, to Kevin last week, and he obviously loves working on this program. I'm sure you're going to find it pretty cool. You've, you've worked with a lot of big names in, in your lifetime, but, I mean, Kevin Costner, that's pretty awesome to be working with a guy of his stature, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, that's a legend. He's one of the, one of the biggest for certain, and I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I just had to try not to fanboy out on him. <laughs> yeah. Does, it, does uh, yeah. that, for, for seasoned actors, is that... A concerned, even though you you've been in this business for a long time, you can still you know. Oh man, I don't want to I don't want to freak him out with how much I love him. You know. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I just go up and kiss him right away. <laughs> Get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah big soul kiss, and then you move on. Just give him a squeeze. Give him a squeeze. It's all good. <laughs> no, uh, uh-huh. Yes, of course. I mean, there's there's uh, for all of us. There are people who just will render you speechless. And, you know, so that happens. So you got to get past that first scene, first 15 minutes, and you're hoping for a nice job, kid, or something like that from yeah. the legend. You yeah. know? And then, ha- and then you're free. Then you're like, okay, I'm, all, I'm in this. Have you gotten that? So Did, was, have, have you gotten that moment with uh, with Costner yet? Yes, yes. I had, uh, I mean, I worked the whole season on the yeah. show before I finally finally worked with him the last day. Oh, wow. And so I was shaking in the boots just a little bit. But after that first scene, he goes, nice job. Oh, excellent. Okay, okay I'm free, I'm free. All right, well, he's, <laughs> he, he's the patriarch, you know, you know, on the show. And, and you've been known to pull off kind of a, you know, a, a sinister character. I, I'm just assuming and, and not knowing exactly who you're going to be playing and what you're going to be up to. Are you coming in? I mean, and this is very... You know, there's a lot of drama on this show. Are you coming in to be a, uh, a darker character, or, or what's the story with this guy, uh, uh, Rourke, that you're playing? Well, he, I call him kind of the inevitable. He is the velvet steamroller, if you will. <laughs> he is progress, and you will not stop it. Ooh. So he comes in like that. He's confident. He's not all cocky and, like, trying to... Uh, uh, you know, posture, anything. He just knows he's going to take you whatever he wants. From yeah. Him. So it's kind of that guy. This is like par for the course for his job. Yeah, and you know what's so, wild about that? That the show is is that no character on that show is really squeaky clean. I mean, maybe maybe a no. Actually, I would say the children maybe like the, <laughs> like the actual kids, <laughs> not not the Dutton children. But you know what I mean? Like right, everybody's right. got a That's little. About, yeah. Yep. Maybe some horses, a couple of horses. <laughs> a couple of horses are okay, but other, but that makes for great drama because in life, no one is... It, it, otherwise, you're just a cartoon rendering of a character. Everyone has nuance and everyone has issues. We were talking with Kevin, that's what we said. I mean, the creator of this um, se- uh, series 
uh, was responsible for one of my favorite movies, Hell or High Water, which are just a sensational movie. And again, you had a yeah. broad group of characters who had moments of greatness and moments of reprehensibility, and that's what makes great drama. Yes, because that is life. Yeah. That is our life. I mean, I wake up and every day I'm, uh, there's some sort of thing that comes at you that you have to deal with. It is, uh, tests your character. Um, so it's uh, he's very good at that. I love Taylor for, for his ability to intertwine all these different dramas and, and different viewpoints. I right. Mean, uh, Hell or High Water, just like uh, Yellowstone, is a, is a study of perspectives. Yeah, you know, it depends on where you're standing. Uh, Rourke can be a, a villain to some, but to some, he is just progress. <laughs> John Dutton can be a villain to some. Some people, he's just a, just an old cowboy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it just speak- depends on on what the way you look at it, and uh, as a matter of fact, I love the line in the in the old, of the first. Uh, episode of season three where he's speaking with his daughter-in-law and she's like, and he expresses about, yeah, I have to go up and protect my land from someone taking it and stealing it from her. And she goes, Oh, well, I guess you're the Indian now. You had mentioned where you were standing and I wanted to ask about the set and, and how often or how much of it is actually shot on location because it seems like all of it almost. Oh, it's a lot on location. I love being out there. I mean, that is the, for me, one of the biggest draws of the show is the beauty where it where it takes place. As a matter of fact, I'm calling y'all from Wyoming right now. Wow. Jealous. So I'm out in the Rockies. Uh, <laughs> saw five moose uh, the other day. So I mean, it's bananas out here. I love it. So it is. Uh, it's fantastic there to film in such such beauty and. And be out in the elements. I love that. Beautiful. Josh, two things. Uh, First of all, we share a birthday, so happy early birthday. And uh, secondly, uh, (laughs) we... um, Thank you. I appreciate that, Josh Holloway. Um, we, uh, we're we friends with Michael Giacchino. He's from our area, and you worked with him on Lost, and you worked with him on Mission Impossible. Um, And I'm curious as to whether or not you guys are friends. Yes, I love Michael Giacchino. Are you kidding me? That man made us look good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you're having a bad actor moment, you need to call Michael. Put some like violins or something, make him look good. (laughs) Nothing covers over bad acting like violins, huh? Uh, you know what you had uh, you had mentioned love uh, being in that uh, that part of the world and uh, on Instagram. Uh, you'll post uh, some uh, pictures of you riding dirt bikes, snowboarding, and stuff. So, are you are you able to have breaks in shooting where you can get out and do some of those outdoorsy things and enjoy yourself a little bit? Are you kidding me? I pretty much live outdoors, and sometimes they call me into work. Now, <laughs> 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 most times I can't hear them over the engine of my dirt bike or the boat or you know the horse or whatever I'm on. Uh, but, yes, I'm an adventure nut, so I've been out there getting on it. I took my family, actually, on a six-hour ATV ride Whoa. through the Rockies yesterday. So I wore them out pretty uh, hard. But, but there's troopers. I love them. I mean, that, honestly, that that's God's country. I mean, that that and Kevin Costner was talking about that. I mean, it, the, the, um, it just rejuvenates you. It just makes you feel 
uh, like you're, you're, you're tapped into something. But I have to ask, because those are somewhat dangerous, can be dangerous hobbies. Are you dissuaded from doing that now that you're part of another series? Well, yeah, it's kind of tough. I've kind of hung up my dirt bike keys yeah. recently uh, because I got a couple of phone calls. So I'm like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so right now I'm fly fishing. So all nice. I can get is like a hook in the ear or whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. All right. All right. All right, Josh, um, I'm ta- I'm not talking about the, the cast members or the crew or anything like that. I'm talking about locations only. If you could only pick one, would you stay where you're at now or the location that you shot for Lost? In Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, I would do I would do where I'm at now. Though I love the island and I love ocean. I married an island girl, but I am from the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a mountain person. So rivers and streams and lakes—that's where my heart lies. Uh, but I love Hawaii and take nothing from that. It's incredibly magical there. Yes, and that was an amazing time. But uh, I love the Rockies, man. Yeah, or mountains in general. Yeah, two of my favorite vacations were Hawaii, and then I I went to a dude ranch in Wyoming, and I've been you know to Yellowstone and all that stuff. There's so many parts of this country that are just amazing. So. Uh, it's, they certainly are. Yeah, it's they worth certainly are. getting out and being a part of. Well, you guys represent it wonderfully on the show. I'm excited to see your character. Uh, Sundays on the Paramount Network is where you can catch Yellowstone. And, uh, Josh, great to have you on, on a show that uh, that we love. So thanks so much for checking in, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, take care. Josh Holloway, yeah! guys. Yellowstone. Out with that guy. Yeah, I know he sounds too. like fun, right? Yeah. 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 So I just started watching this show based on uh, you know our, our interview with Kevin Costner, and so I'm only like three or four episodes in. I, I'm surprised because I thought it was a network show. There's nudity. There's uh, cursing. So it's 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 got to be. Is it premium cable? No, Paramount, but Par- Paramount actually a lot of times, Case, when you watch movies on the Paramount Network, they'll edit them. So, but uh, uh, you're right on I this on this show, they're yeah. letting it fly. Yeah. So I wonder what the parameters are. How much uh, nudity are we talking? I mean, about? I saw nips. Ooh, nips. Yeah. Yeah, I saw nips and Heine. And, Total uh, Tanuk. <laughs> I did not see any Tanuk. Uh, there was a uh, in. Uh, uh, I don't can't remember the word I wanted to say. Uh, not inspired. <laughs> What? Turned what? on? No, Aroused? whatever. Uh, I did not. To answer your question, I saw no Tanuk. Okay. There was no Tanuk to my knowledge. Now um, I'm curious as to what word uh, we should replace. So, so am I, yeah. Motivated? Uh, implied. implied. Oh, okay. There was implied, implied Tanuk. Im- implied Tanuk. But, oh, um, okay. It, no, it's, There's a band. Implied Tanuk. <laughs> yes. Right there. <laughs> implied Tanuk. Uh, but <laughs> what, <laughs> what I found is that so in, or- goddamn stupid. in order for me to get to old episodes, like the very, very beginning of the series, I had to um, get, the, get, get it on Peacock. Uh, you had the- to get your Tanuk on Peacock? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about something else. Yay, yeah, we have yeah, to. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Look yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah, What's that? Yeah. We're going to talk about fireworks. Oh! Uh, Kathy had mentioned that the, the sales are up. Uh, some places <laughs> reporting 400%. There's a real divide in this city right now. Yes, there is, and, because we talked about fireworks last week, yeah. and the text messages were coming in, and I didn't understand. I knew that the people had been shooting them off in the city, but there were, there were texts that were coming in, Steve, that were like, I can't believe you guys are talking about this. I know. Please don't encourage us. Blah, 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 so on and so forth. And I was like... Really? Like that? It's no. okay. But it, people it, aren't it, sleeping. And it's not encouraging. It was. It's been happening well before we had the conversation. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. But, but yeah. it, it just touched a nerve of people who this is it's yeah. driving them crazy. And it's happening outside of the city. I yes. hear it almost every night where I am. Now, it's not keeping me up. It doesn't last very long. But um, in places like certain parts of the city, it's, it goes pretty late into the night. Yeah, that's the only thing I'd have an issue with is the lateness. Yeah. And, and actually, a neighbor of mine, I guess, had some pretty big ones and only set off a couple. But it kind of freaked me out because it was close. Yeah. I'm like, wow, okay. And as, and, as your pets are having boom. seizures, oh, right? Oh, yeah, they yeah. freak out of it. But it's happening. Happening mainly all over the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, reading in this story. So, New York, to give you an example, where the sale of consumer fireworks, including sparklers, is banned completely, they've gotten over 1,200 complaints. And the police have issued 22 summons since the first two weeks, in the first two weeks of June. Boston, uh, the mayor said there's always been illegal fireworks leading up to the 4th of July, but this year is worse than usual. It started early and it never seemed to stop. The data is eye-opening. Fireworks calls to the Boston Police Department this year were up by 2,300%. Whoa. 2,300%? He said to emphasize the uptick this year, Walsh noted that there were 27 calls related to fireworks disruptions last May compared to over 650 this year alone. Astonishing. So in my area, I, I hear it, it. Nobody is close to me, but I can hear it in the distance, and I hear it every night. Uh, for a while, for about two hours, and then it dissipates. Okay, it starts about eight o'clock. Well, when it start? When it gets fully dark? Yeah, that's yeah. when. That's when obviously people are shooting off. Hang on a second. I'm going to go to uh, Amy. Uh, Amy, you are on. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Yeah, it's uh, the fireworks. I live in Northeast Philadelphia, and they're really bad because it sounds like they're right outside your window, and it's not like the fireworks that you know pretty colors. It's like the M80s and stuff that's going off, and you don't know if it's gunfire or what's going on. Right. <laughs> yeah, and if yeah. you, uh, and especially if you live on blocks that have like row homes and things like that, it's like a it's a sound tunnel. Absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. So it'll I, be. Sometimes it seems like our windows might break because you don't know how close they are, and then it just rattles and stuff. Get so. You. Get <laughs> Get Get that was it. awesome. Who's that in the background? Uh, it's my two-year-old sister. Actually, it's my twin. So you know. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, well, yeah. So no problem. So the the late night thing, I think, is yeah. Is... Nick Murphy is is livid about it. He hates it because okay. it's keeping him and his family up. Yeah, Marissa. Yeah, I have friends that are leaving the city because Whoa. they can't take it. Yeah, we moving. Moving. I have a friend that it's literally driven him crazy. I think Whoa. he also was like teetering, but he lives was... in Fairmount where. Um, there's some parks nearby, and people are just setting them off. And, mm. like, I, I mean, I'm just annoyed because I can't see them <laughs> because they're behind buildings. <laughs> well, there's um, but Japanese like, schools of thought on it. I'm up anyway. I just can't see them. No, yeah. but, but they've literally been happening. Uh, I'm looking at, you know, it's it's June 23rd. They've been happening since the end of May, like, every yeah. night, yeah. every hour. And then, you know, it also, to be added, you know, there were days where there was, like, helicopters flying around, and then you'd see the helicopter, and then you'd hear an explosion. And then yeah, you wonder, I'm wondering, like, is that a firework? Is that this? And, well, and that's there's why like different sorts of sounds. So you can tell when it's a firework. But as she was saying, it's like an M80. You're like, is that a gunshot? Is that that's not right. a firework? Is that an ATM? You know, there's so many things. There's just lots of explosions that don't sound like fireworks that are a little. Yeah, 947 um, uh, explosions that police have responded to. And it was because it was when the ATM explosions were happening. People were doing fireworks. There were, you know, was the looted, looting, all yeah. of that. So they had to respond to them. It's nearly becoming like Marco Polo. Like one neighborhood will set them off oh. and then the next one will set it off. And right. you're just kind of like here a back and forth. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I get, um, 
I live kind of out in the country, so I, I hear gunfire all the time. Do you really? People, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just farmland around me. And all right. They're either hunting during season or they're just out, you know, target shooting or whatever. Killing maybe their They're killing people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but oddly enough, I, I don't know if you guys do this. When I do hear gunfire, uh, I look at the clock. Um, just, just, so in it, just in we case, just in case, the police report. If if I see, oh God, if I end up funny. seeing a news story yeah. and find out that it was not just somebody, you know, recreationally shooting off a wow. firearm, I would say I heard that it was around seven twenty. You know, and interesting. I, yeah, I always try to. Dude, I have no idea the difference between a gunfire and a firecracker. So if I hear something, I just assume it's a firecracker. I, I think I could tell. Yeah. I, though, though, it, it you could. I mean, it, it depends on how you're hearing it. If you're hearing the, you know, the. The sound ricocheting off another, like a wall or something, mm-hmm. or it, it, you could be confused. It's not uncommon, but um, I, and they're mainly saying that the uptick is obviously because, well, a couple of things. Number one, people are bored. Yeah. Uh, number two, the fireworks displays, which I guess maybe around Memorial Day weekend there would have been some, but they wouldn't have already started fireworks displays by now. Well, the, what happened was, I think it's the three, the three things, Preston, that, and then uh, the availability and the relaxing yes. of. Certainly, the accessibility to more um, more elaborate fireworks uh, has has gone up this year. We, we talked about it, what you can get and where you can get them. Mm. It seems to be everywhere. Yeah, Friday evening, the union did a Juneteenth celebration that was uh, fireworks, and it was spectacular. It was okay. beautiful right there by the bridge. Um, but, like, five minutes after it ended, some fireworks started going off on, like, the other side of 291, and everybody kind of, like, turned their head, and they're like, those are fireworks, right? right like, yeah, nobody right. knew, but... Um, but yeah, that was cool and and kind of unplanned a little bit because the uh, Juneteenth celebrations had been canceled, so they did that in its place. So it was really cool. Chuck was telling me they uh, case they they let you shoot off fireworks at the beach. They don't let you do that. There's just uh, too many people doing it, so you're you're not really. Oh, I thought I, he kind of indicated that it was like no, no. I mean, I've seen it's uh, so Fourth of July celebration the the fireworks. Um, you know, people usually go to the beach to watch them. Uh, uh, the, the the whole display that, right that the, the pro ones yeah, yeah the pro ones and then people will do their own and you will see police you know when when people start lighting fireworks off you'll see police riding up the beach to where those are being um, shot off and stuff like that and I've seen people do people dissipate when they see it or the, I, the police, sometimes I've seen police come into the area sometimes and just sort of accommodate if things get a little crazy then they'll they might act but I've seen like residential displays being allowed to continue if it's not too intrusive. Well, so I, I kind of had to yell at one guy two years ago because he just wasn't being safe about it. Don't and, do disrespect me! Well, listen, there, there are a whole bunch of families down there trying to watch a fireworks display, right. and then this clown wants to do, you know, his own personal, which, we, you know, we're not there for. And, right. And he wasn't good at it. And right. the the um, mortars were, were blowing up way too um, low. low. Yeah. And... And so I had to yell at him, you know, because, you know, I've, I've got my kid. A, I don't want to get caught on fire, and yeah. I don't want my children either. So it really ruined the afternoon. Yeah. What'd you tell him? Uh, I was just more like, a, yo, dude, you know, like that. Okay. I was like real tough. I was like, yo, dude, I got muscles. You know, it was dark out, so we couldn't yeah. see. I got yo, muscles yo, over dude, here. Yo, dude, uh, like, you I'm can't doing, see it, but I got muscles. I'm like 6'5". Yeah. yeah. Uh, dude. <laughs> let me go to Allie, lives in Camden. Hey, Allie, good morning. Hi, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks. All right, so you want to do talk about the fireworks? Um, yeah, I live on in Camden, uh, uh, real close to the battle. Oh, next to the battleship, I think she was saying. And we just lost the yeah. signal. Oh, uh, no. But she was going to say what it said on the screen was it's really bad, and it's every night, she said. Oh, they're, boy. They're, they're popping them off. 
Uh, let me go to Dylan. Hey, Dylan. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, what's up, dude? Oh, awesome. Go ahead, bud. Um, so um, I live in uh, Old Newcastle, Delaware, and I guess just recently they passed a law that says Fourth of July and New Year's, it's legal for you to light off fireworks in Delaware. Right. But I've got this neighbor, man, and every <laughs> single night I'm looking out my front window and I can see an entire Fourth of July fireworks display. Every night and this guy's it, setting them off? Oh, it's just some random thing. I mean, like, he lives maybe a block and a half away from me. I can't see his house. Yeah. But it's every single you know what, night. You know what's weird, Dylan, is, is because I think what what I think is probably unique to a lot of this, you usually figure that stuff is more towards the weekend, you mm-hmm. know? But maybe because, as you said earlier, President, people have been shut in. They've, they've been, they're going stir-crazy. It's it's during every weekday. It's yeah. not just the weekends. Shouldn't the name of your town it's, just be Castle? every weekday yeah. at... At 9 p.m., as soon as the sun goes down, this dude is out there just letting it go. And it's it's like, why? How no. much can you ooh and ah? Yeah. Well, so I, I think. How much that be, you know? How much money are you spending to shoot off fireworks? Well, hey, listen. I, so you have a pyromaniac, right? Is there something that you can call somebody who, I mean, it's essentially that, you know, you're, you're supposed like, Well, yeah. Dylan, have, have you called the police? Well, like I said, I live in Old Newcastle, which is Castle. comparatively very small. And I'm, I'm I'm not the type of person to call the police, but, dude, they're a block from the firehouse. You know, you're a block away from anything that if anybody really cared enough, they would have. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but if, if you care enough, give them a call, man. I mean, that's, you mm-hmm. know, it's your, your right to do that. Fair enough. All right, and then you hear in the dark, I got muscles. And Nick has a real issue with New Old Castle. Old or Old Newcastle. A terrible name for a town. All right, thank you. <laughs> Just call it Castle? Yeah, yeah. it's like naming a, a place north-south Philadelphia. Or right. Little Bighorn. Uh, I'm going to go to... Or Fra- Paris. Frank. Hi, Frank, <laughs> good morning. Gadzooks. what's up, bud? Um, so the main problem with pet owners is we don't know that this is scheduled. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. we can't go and put like a thunder shirt or whatever, or put the dog in the basement. So I have a great Dane and a Basset hound. Oh boy. Who <laughs> That's probably to fun. Everything when they hear this. Like, and for some reason, my great Dane thinks the Basset hound made the sound. <laughs> and he tries to eat him. He's like, oh. So yeah, that's, no, you make a good point. Yeah. And with, with yeah. pets, Preston was talking about his Yorkies that they they respond, they freak out. They freak out. And, yeah. and the thunder shirt, Preston, is that best right. that thing that you put on the pet and yeah. calms them down. But even then, they'll still freak out. Yeah, um, I am the god of thunder shirts. <laughs> my dog, growing up, he used to find his way into the bathtub uh, during the fireworks display and a little also, bubble bath. Uh, no, no, it, no. It, it, <laughs> and then also during thunderstorms. I, he just knew that that was a safe place to go, I safe guess. Case, so our, our friends had a, a Mastiff um, a couple years ago. This dog, they had the house locked up. They tried to put on the stereo and everything, and they went to they, they came to, uh, to a party at our house. Mm-hmm. This dog burrowed through the door and, and, mm-hmm. and like, knocked out the window and escaped the house, was so terrified. I didn't I, think about that, cranking music up loud. Yeah. I, then I don't know if that would work or not. Arthur Brown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could put on the, the God of Hellfire for them. Uh, let me go to... S- I am the god of hellfire, <laughs> and I bring you fireworks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trying to distract you from fireworks. Uh, I will go to Steve next. Hi, Steve. Good morning. <laughs> Hello. 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 What's up, Steve? 
Nothing. Yeah, I mean, everybody's uh, talking about the animals and all, but I, I have a, a daughter who has special needs, and I live in Roxborough, and it's every night at exactly 9.15, uh, and it wakes her up oh. and it freaks her out. Oh, man. How old, it, how old is she? She just turned uh, nine. Okay. And, and she suffers from, like, audio processing delays and cognitive delays. And oh, you, that's a nightmare. Yeah. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, and, and kids with autism as well who are, who are sensitive to uh, to auditory, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, can... Well, yeah, what she has, it's very similar to that. And, you know, it's like she doesn't... I mean, fireworks in general, we don't go to fireworks shows. We can't do that. Yep. I mean, they, they freak her out, but it's like... And every night, 9.15, and it's like she goes to bed around 8 o'clock, and it's like when they start going off, it's like... I mean, she is just freaking out. And I've gone, I mean, I live near a football field up in Roxborough where they set a lot of them. And I've gone over there and just, I've been like, you know, I can't say what I say to them on, you know, on the radio, but I'm like, you know, a-holes. You know, we got kids here. You're doing this right next to a residential. And I mean, they're setting off huge fireworks. Yeah. And I I would imagine, I would imagine, yeah, Steve, if you, if you knew Ahead of time, that there was a community display or something like that, you can make provisions to be yes, somewhere else for do. the time being. Yeah, we do. We July Fourth, we usually uh, we usually go to uh, you know my sister's house where they don't have anything like that. Yeah, I mean, but this is like I said, it's 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 every night. It's every single night. It, it's like from in Roxborough, it's like July Fourth to July Fourth is when the oh, fireworks. Man. Hey, that Steve, off. have you tried yelling at them and telling them that you have muscles? <laughs> Worked for Casey. Yeah, yeah listen, no, no, but that's something to consider. So, oh, so even mm-hmm. if you if you didn't do it every night or did it on the weekends or you know, they don't care. I know they don't I care. Know. It's not going to. And so, like, my, I fear for your safety, uh, Steve, for you, you know, jumping out there and and speaking your mind. But you know, these guys clearly don't give a crap. No. No, I mean, they, 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 they don't care, and it, it's just like, huh. you know, it, and they don't think about things like that. Like, right. nobody ever thinks about that. Like, I understand, like, you know, with the animals and everything, but, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only person in, in all of Roxborough and Maniunk that has a kid with special needs that's freaking out over fireworks. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And but, the fact you know, that it's every single night, like, what, like, you know, like, maybe you could deal with a night, but, like, why are they out there every night? Um, Steve, you every contacted night. the police. Yeah, I have. Okay, and they. I have... mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crapping on the police, but yeah. uh, it, it, I, I don't know if anybody's even. I, I've, have I, yeah, I, I've actually gone to our police district and talked to them. Okay, you know, and said, hey, is there anything we can do about this? One, they're not supposed to be doing it. It's, I mean, they're not 150 feet away from anything. I mean, you can't be 150 feet away from yeah. anything in the city. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, you know, but it's like, you know, uh, I don't, I, nothing, I mean, nothing ever gets done. I mean, but, but it's, it's, it's like, hard because there's, th- there's so many of them out there doing yeah. it that you, uh, you know, as they say, one, one stops and then another one starts. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, like, like I said, they got a, a lot of things more important to deal with, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, this is, uh, it's gotten a little crazy yeah. there. Everybody. Right. I'm sure and it's your daughter. So obviously you're, you're concerned. All right, Steve, hang in there, man. Hope things work out for you. Thanks, everybody. All right, take care. We'll see you. Definitely right. something to consider. So Allie, who we lost in Camden, is back on the line. Hey. Hi, Allie. Hey, hey we Hi. lost you right at, I live by the, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, how are you guys doing? Doing We're well. Great. All right, we live right down uh, by the water where the BB Tech, BBT Center is. Right. Okay. Um, so we missed you guys this year. But, <laughs> yeah, um, yep. They light off uh, fireworks. All night, and then now they found a new hobby, and instead of they'd like to tie them together, put them in paint buckets, and they're like essentially 
now like pipe bombs. So they'll they'll cram a bunch of fireworks into a paint can. Yeah, or like one of those big Home Depot buckets. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, like a like a, a five gallon tub or something. So okay. they're making a mortar, and then uh, then they'll they'll ignite it, and whatever well, happens happens. Hard, of course, because there's uh, like an alleyway, and I mean it rocks through the house, and they do it all night, twelve o'clock, four o'clock wow. in the morning. Uh, it see, not yeah, that's just being a dick. Yeah, that's not setting off fireworks right? to see cool fireworks. That's just to be you're a disrupting. Dick. Yeah. And even fireworks they're like firecrackers that are meant to sound like guns yeah. right yeah so just yeah instead of the aerial things well that sucks Allie. yeah get on the battleship and train one of the guns at that alley <laughs> terminal <laughs> 16 oh, inches yeah wow all right show them what real fireworks are like thank you appreciate it all right, all right somebody else wanted to point out actually a number text uh, uh vets with uh, ptsd yeah, Another thing, problem. yeah, uh, would be a real issue. Now, I would imagine it's a, it's different if you if you know it's coming. Maybe you still probably have an issue with it. Sure. But if you don't, and all of a sudden you start hearing these things, you might it's gonna it might take you back to you know Afghanistan or wherever you were. You know, so that's something to consider. So they're, they're, listen, they got their hands full. It's going on all over the city, and like Kathy was saying in the news report earlier, that the ones that they really have a hard time tracking down are the ones that just. Uh, Go out and set off a few of them, and then right, leave. and then and leave. leave. You can't find yeah. them. Uh, and meanwhile, they've already woke up the whole neighborhood, and especially if they're shooting off big mortars, they're, they're not going to be able to find them. You know, yeah, if it's true. only a couple. True. Uh, let me go to Valerie. Hey, Valerie. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. You're in South Philly. I am. I'm in South Philly, and it is like they're reliving the American Revolution every night. <laughs> it is insane in my neighborhood. Like. It's a bombardment. You know, they have, I mean, the amount of fireworks going up. And you can't say anything in South Philly. I mean, these are the people that <laughs> protected the target. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, let me, let me ask you, let me ask you this, Valerie. How, uh, how long does it go for? Oh, well, this is, I mean, it starts, it, it's progressive. So right now we're up to probably like, you know, five, six fireworks a night. But as we get closer to the fourth, I mean, on the fourth, it's like, all night long. I've got two little kids, so I've got a baby. Uh-huh. And, you know, I don't usually, you know, I don't mind people. I understand people are like, you know, cutting loose, having fun. But it is it is crazy, and it just goes on and on and on forever. So, yeah, my neighborhood gets wild. That's just the way it is. You know, you have to just, like, accept that this is where you live. Or, like Marissa said, just move because <laughs> there's no fighting. There's no fighting our neighborhood. About right. And they're, they're shooting off big stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, these are full-on professional fireworks. I mean, this is like, this is like beautiful, gigantic pink flowers in the sky and stuff. I didn't even know where they're buying this stuff. I didn't even think you could like buy things like that. But somehow, South Philadelphia, it's no surprise, mm. finds a way to get things that like nobody else can get. But, <laughs> wow. but yeah, yeah, it's full-on. I mean, it's beautiful. But, you know, I've been living there 20 years. Like, sometimes, like, and with kids, I think things change once you have kids. You know, it's like all of a sudden, yeah. mm. you know. Yeah. You could barely get the kid to sleep. You're crawling out of the room at night, and then it's like, bum, yeah. bum, you know, sort of wild. That's why you don't use yeah. a starting pistol to lull a kid yeah. to sleep. <laughs> Thanks, um, Valerie. Yeah. yeah, I guess it doesn't help that the sun doesn't go down until 8.30 yeah. at night. You know, yeah. so things aren't going to get started till later. Yeah, daylight is uh, is 
obviously the longest it's going to be. Uh, so, yeah, people are getting started late. So, uh, like you said, Preston, it's, it's up and down the East Coast, too. There's an article in the Washington Post uh, today or yesterday talking about it. It's in D.C. It's in Baltimore, Philly, New York, Boston. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's all over the place. This is a persistent problem in a lot of different places. I think maybe because uh, in in places down south and towards the Midwest where you could always just kind of do that. They've had it forever. They've had it forever. And now, and now this is more like, oh, my God, we get to do this? Yeah. So... Yeah, maybe 10 years or so of this, and everybody will come down. Well, remember, uh, <laughs> south of the border, right? I go get yeah. my fireworks. Yep, yep, exactly. All right, well, listen, the, the calls are way up. The police are trying to do what they can about it, and hopefully they'll be able to, um, you know, and, and all you really get, I think, is a citation. Uh, so, which wasn't a very good car anyway. Yeah, no, so, it wasn't. Yeah, but anyway, no, they don't give you a tractor. They give you a Pinto. Uh, okay, that's yeah, what okay. It is. Oh, dude, I love the citation. Did my you? friend, yeah, he Who had made one. the citation. Chevy. I think it was a Chevy citation. Yeah, yeah my buddy had one. Is uh, named it Dumb. That was his Dumb. Yeah, that was the name of the car. Hey, Dumb. Yeah, we pick you up in Dumb. All right. Well, anyhow, well, listen. Yeah, Boston alone up twenty three hundred percent. From last year, the calls. That's are, a sizable increase. Uh, so we're not the we're not the only ones uh, that are that are going through all this. All right, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we will visit the bizarre file. So stay with us. We'll return shortly. Preston and Steve on ninety WMMR. I failed to mention there was another Daily Rush video that was out. Oh my god! And I just saw this, and it is titled "Naked Nick and the Locked Out Queen." <laughs> Someone locked out the Queen Elizabeth, and Nick McWayne got locked out while naked. I don't remember that. Neither do I. Okay. Watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com. Sponsored by Punchline Philly Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I actually I got a shard out that's on time. Nice. No kidding. I almost missed this. Uh, this is from Jim Hawk and Kim Hottie. Jim um, Hawking, Kim Hottie? Yeah, James ah! Metzger. That's her nicknames. Anyway, uh says, hey, uh, thanks for continuing to connect my wife and I to Philly as we move to North Jersey in January. Uh, we listen daily, Kim. And she works from home and I as I commute and work in New York City. I would like to request a big juicy shout-out for my wife's 52nd birthday. It is Tuesday, June 23rd. That's today! Yay! I did it! <laughs> I'm doing it. Uh, we have enjoyed so many MMR events over the years. I volunteered at the campout. Nice. Uh, the uh, the MMR BQ, the Burger Brawl, and many concerts. And uh, he goes on to talk about uh, what he's doing and, and uh, where he's working and stuff like that. Uh, but he says, thanks again. And all you do, uh, WMMR rocks. And he says, P.S., as I write this, please know I'm, please know that I'm not wearing underwear. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so it's from Jim and going to Kim. So here's a shard out. And then I, there was another email, and I don't know what I did with it. I have I'm no gonna, underwear on. I think that's what he was referring yeah. to. I, but I think it was. What? Man, where was it? I, I thought I printed up this email. It had mentioned how many Daily Rush videos we have. And I don't know if he was being serious by the, the count, but Does, it was somewhere over like 1,300 of them or something. Does that sound right? Or uh, is it that, very well could be. Or is that an outrageous amount? I don't know. Marissa's kind of going, I don't know. Uh, well, Nick Murphy would be our, our defining. He's working on another one right now. Just He's in the office. What, does it give a count when you go to the... Or... We're checking YouTube right now, but we've been doing them, Nick, since, what, 2011? Yeah. Yeah, so that's nine years of yeah. Daily Rush videos. and Yeah. Do the math. 
And so he, that's five crank, videos a year. Well, no, he'd probably crank out a couple hundred a year, I yeah. would think, right? So, I yeah. think that's very, very right. conceivable. Plus, plus days like Keenan's where we'll put out like six Multiple. or seven and yeah. Carbro Classic. 1,300. We'd do some like background where we'd meet some of the teams over the years and things. So. Maybe it was even way more than 1,300. That's the only number. I know there was a three in there somewhere. I was like, is it 3,000 or 1,300? Yeah. 3,100, 1,300. <laughs> I can't remember. But. You know, so our YouTube channel is Preston Steve WMMR. And on that channel, there are 1,700 plus videos. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. What do you think our very first Daily Rush video was? When it was called Daily Rush? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Is there a way to even tell? Hmm. Um, yeah, do, do check on that. You know, it's funny. Sort Preston. by on the right here. Sort Nick. by date, yeah. right? Uh, date added. Yeah, oldest to newest. And uh, let's see, let's see what comes let's up. Go. Uh, the glory hole. <laughs> Ten years ago, it's called Ah the Glory Hole. And then uh, the next one after that. Yep, sure God. enough. I forgot about the board with. The arrow's pointing to where the glory hole actually was. Yes. <laughs> and we've got Nick and a guy sucking on a hot dog. Look at how poor the video quality is. This is before it was called the Daily Rush. I think that yeah. was just a video that yeah. we threw out there. It was before we got, you know, Nick Nick Mac or Nick Murphy got his hands on it. Yeah, I think he, he, there there are two different periods of video where there's a, a definitive Daily Rush intro that Nick Murphy had sway over, and that's when they officially started. We had a little conversation back here. Nick is saying vagina face. He thinks oh. is the uh, oh my god, that's first. one of my all time favorite ones. By the way, your face looks like, like a, a vagina. vagina. That Your friend's one face looks like a vagina. Is one of my all-time favorites. That's from 2013, May 3rd. <laughs> I loved that one. <laughs> oh, I remember that's uh, one of our interns. Uh, did, done like a, we, we had our intern Olympics, and uh, she'd done sort of like a riff on a Nicki Minaj song that sounded pretty uh, weird. Uh, is that name? where we got that from? Yeah, it was Cat. Yes, and that's where we got It sounded like the guy with the vagina face. Your right. friend sounds like a vagina yes. and looks like one, too. <laughs> God, over 1,700. That's uh, that's awesome. Excellent. Well, listen, if you're, uh, if you're new to the show and you want to do a catch-up from uh, back in the day, you can uh, take a look at uh, our uh, – you can go to presidentsteve.com and check the archives, or you can go to our YouTube page, and uh, there's loads of video footage. What are you laughing at? St. Patty's Day from Finnegan's Wake in 2010. Oh, my just God. How Finnegan's times have changed. Yeah. Is that I mean, the one where I punched Preston in the face with the microphone? Oh, oh that one was you remember that? Yeah. Oh, my God. You were so mad at me. Yep, and like, if you could have, <laughs> you would have punched me. I didn't mean to do it. Is that Casey? No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's Steve Vassalotti. Apparently, we spray tanned him. I, well, I think we were painting him orange. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, uh, he works for Devella now. Were we doing the Irish flag? Yeah, yep. we, yeah. Well, we did hoisting. that with Joe too, yeah, right? We did it with yep. Joe too. I yep. think we maybe did it a few years in a row. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when you, uh, if you want to take a look, those uh, videos are there, and there's a whole lot of them. Wow, I can't <laughs> believe that. I'm, I'm sorry, we're watching it right now. All right. Anyway, we should do the bizarre file, so we're going to get on that right now. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre file. All right, let's begin with this story. When Donna Pore had locked up her apartment to quarantine with her husband, apparently a sack of potatoes she left behind refused to give up and just rot. No, the potatoes had searched for sources of life throughout the whole three months of Donna's absence. When the woman came back home, she couldn't believe the progress the vegetables have made. She said, it's very surprising, but the potatoes have actually punctured through the joints of my kitchen. 
potatoes grow, you know, the eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever put one in water? Did you ever used to do yeah. that with toothpicks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you come back and it's just huge amounts of stuff growing off there. It looks this like a science fiction. All over her house. It, it, Steve, it reminds me of um, uh, the Tom Little Cruise. Of horse? Oh. No, uh, well, a little bit of that, but yeah. uh, the uh, the alien movie Tom Cruise was in. Uh, there's a remake. Edge of Tomorrow. Oh. No, this is the remake of oh, the, War of the, the Worlds. classic War, War of the yeah, Worlds, and all those tendrils are right. like growing all over Yes, the yes, but it has that bizarre otherworldly look to it. Yeah. While cleaning up, Donna decided against eating the potatoes or throwing them away. After all, their tremendous will to live demanded something a little more respectful. She said, I carefully removed them from my apartment and replanted them in a vegetable patch outside. never stop growing. In the process of doing so, there was one more thing that needed to be taken care of. She said, when I was relocating the potatoes, I couldn't help myself and measured their sprouts. To my amazement, some of them were almost a meter long, so over three feet long. You got to see the pictures of this stuff because it, it is, it's, it's so bizarre looking. Now, after seeing photos that she shared, uh, people started sharing their own accidental potato sprouts. So apparently this happened to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this I did not know. Sprouted potatoes contain higher levels of uh, glycoalkaloids. <laughs> which is what now? Which can be toxic to humans when eaten in large amounts. Oh, my God. Even though discarding the uh, sprouts, eyes, green skin, and bruised parts of a potato, as well as frying it, may help reduce glycoalkaloid levels, more research is needed to know for sure whether or not we can safely eat sprouted potatoes. Well, I'm not going to conduct that research. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Until then, the safest thing to do is to discard them and to get new ones if you see them sprouting. They say if you fill them with old medication, Preston, then you can eat them. Okay. Yeah. Old, uh, old medication, like from, from 40 years ago. It should be good to go then. <laughs> They'll concentrate. Yeah. Uh, nothing like a squirrel in New Jersey to bring the internet together. The animal achieved a Twitter fame after someone caught it on camera scurrying up a telephone pole with a half-eaten slice of pizza, nearly the same size as the squirrel itself. Uh, the poster, user Polly Got Bands, had uh, captioned his video with uh, this. Absolutely unbelievable moment in Hoboken. Couldn't believe we saw it with our own eyes. A real-life pizza squirrel, no relation to Pizza Rat. Life truly is starting to return. Can, can we not agree that, obviously, we've been misled over the years that pizza is a wonderful food for feral creatures? It's universal for yeah. all living beings. All living creatures I love think. pizza. Yeah. Uh, so, workers at the Norwich Food Bank in England were very surprised when they received a donated tin of Sansbury fish. And, Nick, this goes to your story earlier of the medication that had been a, had a Best Buy day of April 1987. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, these are like anchovies. Uh, they posted about oh. the donation on Twitter, writing, 33 years out of date fish, anyone? <laughs> Uh, please check dates before you donate. The BBC reports that the Sainsbury, a major grocer and retailer in the UK, had requested to keep the anchovies for their archives. There is a show where they eat stuff like that. It's Ugh. part of their the whole thing is that they find these, like they would take that can yes. of food and they would eat it. Oh, Yeah. It's the Gnarly. whole premise of the show. Wow. Well, as New York emerges from lockdown and enters into phase two of reopening this week, a Soho sex club is navigating how to get down and dirty while still staying squeaky clean and coronavirus free. How are they pulling that off? Uh, in order for the members only group, which is called NSFW, normally stands for not safe for work, but that's now it stands for New Society for Wellness. 
uh, to open their clubhouse doors again. They've rolled out an assortment of new rules and regulations that take risk out of risque. According to founder Daniel Saint, he said, We had to figure out how to do this in the safest way possible where no one feels at risk or in danger but can still enjoy themselves. Uh, Indeed, earlier this month, the city issued some guidelines for group sex, including to do the deed in a well-ventilated area and keep alcohol-based sanitizer on hand. Uh, So Saint had drafted additional safety precautions himself, including mandatory temperature checks at the door, bringing a separate change of clean clothes in a plastic bag, wearing a mask, uh, and they have their own branded version, by the way. Also, gloves and using sanitation stations throughout the space and... No new sex, which means you can't hook up with anyone besides the partner you came with. <laughs> so it's basically faithful, committed sex. Yeah. Uh, but he said, we have enough room to give each other space. Yeah. We're asking members to engage in a new, uh, in a no new play policy, which means come and play with a partner and experience NSFW for the exhibitionist and voyeuristic side. Ah, uh, there you go. So you can show off or you right. can just watch. I wonder if this has affected Philly Jack's case because there's, there, there, that's a solo act. Well, it's Tuesday, and isn't use a Tuesday Jack and Night? I think it is. Uh, he said throughout the clubhouse, there's additional hand sanitizer and toy cleaners at sanitation stations. Now, last weekend, NSFW gave the new rules a spin for two-day in-person and digital sex trivial, uh, which they called relief, and that broadcast. Kink, it broadcasts kink workshop, workshops, adult performers, and erotic dancers via their live streaming platform for Cam online for ten bucks. Members who snagged a spot fast enough were able to attend in person for fifty dollars. How did now, they collect up the gore splat? A professional <laughs> dominatrix named the Domcat, and she's also a, a fetish wrestler. Oh my god! Was one of the first to dip her toes, butt, and bosom into the new kind of sex party. She said, "When you walk in, there's a bowl of masks, a bowl of black gloves, and hand sanitizer, so everyone has access to it right away, and everything is clean like crazy." Uh, as Cat set up for her booty painting performance, right. which saw her cover quote cover my butt in paint and sit on stuff, as well as make flowers with my vulva. <laughs> Uh, she couldn't help but notice less sex in the air. She said, usually I'm jammed on a couch with someone, passing a spliff. A couple people are in the back having sex, and there's a lot of moaning. Uh, this was not that. But once she got into her groove of pouring uh, and knifing candle wax off a bratty submissive, she was more grateful than ever to be back in business. She said, even just spanking somebody. Yeah. That skin-on-skin touch feels, Absolutely. feels so good, she said. Uh, and you're like, that's another person. There's warm flesh under there. Oh, my God, I missed it. So they're having their complications, but they're in this together. They're making do yeah. with all of us in there. In these to, unique and trying times. To get uh, all these things back on track. And there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, so Phil and Marlo, uh, they're just running a couple of a uh, minute or two late. But uh, we also, if you wanted to take a look back in time, uh, we do have that Daily Rush Vagina Face uh, clip. If we have the audio to, of yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So right. if you want to go okay, back. Sure. Yeah, it was, here we go. This is the very first Daily Rush video. Can't understand the words. Can you understand yeah, them? Yeah, the mix is. Uh, it's, I heard it's something low. about Bradley Cooper. It's accurate to Nicki Minaj. I'm seriously. I heard Ice Works. Wait a minute. No, that's from Star Wars. What? Is that? I hear a character, oh, from one of the movies. 
What is it? I know what it's, you're talking about. It's the dude with the butt face, the vagina face. Oh, yeah. In the container. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the container. <laughs> You'll be dead. What? Back Your face it. looks like a vagina. <laughs> I'll be careful. A vagina. A woman's vagina. That's what your face looks like. On this planet, it's probably the norm. But where I come from, we, we would be sexually aroused by your face. You understand? I'll forget it. On my planet, we would say face effing. But we could do that with you. I'll forget it. He just wasn't getting it. I love it. And then we had done another one where the other creature that looks like it has a penis on its yeah, yeah, face, yeah. it sounds like... And he ended up playing around they, with that They were well. very um, phallic, a lot of those creatures. Yes. I guess they think of something which would be outrageous. Right. Stick it on a face. And they stick it on a face. Let's not overlook the beginning of that clip where Steve does vagina face rapping, which was... <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Can't understand the words. Can you yeah, understand them? Yeah, the mix is. Uh, it's, I heard it's something low. about Bradley Cooper. It's accurate to Nicki Minaj. I'm not okay. <laughs> I heard ice works. Wait a minute. Okay. All right. Wow. <laughs> Oh, a lot of video. It's funny. I need, I need to go back and see the older Daily Rush videos for sure. So we had some family over, and they, uh, I, I guess now they're they're passing around some Daily Rush videos, you know, amongst each other, and yeah. it's catching on. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, they, they seem to be enjoying them. It's a good sign. Nice. All right, looks like we're getting our guests on uh, in just a moment. Yeah. How, how long have they been married? They're uh, experts here. That is a good question, and you know what? I will ask them that question in uh, just a moment or two. But they've been together for a long time. I have to assume it's in keeping with the title of the book. So you're you're, you're probably talking you know m- many decades. 1980. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Longer Same. than uh, your medication. <laughs> <laughs> what an achievement! Yeah, uh, most definitely. Hey, they're on the line and they are ready to go. And the book is called "What Makes a Marriage Last." And together since 1980, we just yes, found sir. it. Okay, excellent. Please welcome. Both Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas yeah. this morning. It's wonderful to have the lovely couple on. Good morning to you two. Wow, things are exciting in Philadelphia today, aren't they? <laughs> well, we try to at least, yeah, be upbeat and somewhat excited. Well, we're excited to have you guys on. This is great, Marlo. Thank you, thank you. We're thank excited, you. too. We're thank excited, you. too. Um, right. so, we love our book. We've had a lot of fun creating the book. We've never worked together before, so this was really a, a treat. And what we weren't sure we'd live through, but we did. <laughs> well, I think it comes at an actually a very good time because we know that actually in uh, light of the pandemic and people being on top of each other, that we're hearing divorce rates are, are, uh, going to, are on the rise and people are having issues with dealing with their significant others and, and how to keep their relationships intact. And you guys have at least something that is forwarded. And I really subscribe to the notion of in a marriage, to have a successful marriage, you can't have a plan B. You can't have a fall. You've got to just move ahead with the original plan and don't veer from that and work on it. Would that be correct? Right. Exactly. Yeah, you know, the last thing you want to hear from the the person to whom you are about to be married <laughs> is for her to say, well, I've got a plan B. <laughs> <laughs> a- 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. Okay. I think that that sort of mandates, and my wife and I sort of, and we've had our ups and downs, and we went to therapy for a little bit, and it made a big difference. But the notion of if you're not in this fully and you're always sort of planning for an out, that, I to me, causes issues. I'll say. And also, uh, the idea that you go to marriage counseling is a real act of love. It really is. It means, okay, we're in this. Uh, uh, Brian Cranston and his wife, Robin Dearden, uh, go to marriage counseling uh, a lot, but not a lot, but regularly. And, and he said, you know, we're not looking for a referee. We're looking for an interpreter. Yes. We need somebody to say, oh, that's not what she meant by that. Is that was kind of your experience? Yeah, exactly. And the things that you take, you know, whether people want to admit it or not, we, you know, we hear things differently, uh, uh, you know, um a man will hear something different than a woman. And I know there, you know, obviously there there, there are similarities in, in many, but there are different ways we process things. And just by a simple understanding of how my wife was hearing things meant so much in communicating. That's right. so great. Yeah. yeah that's... But you have to have an open mind and an open heart to want to do that and not... You know, some men don't want to do it because they're so macho, and some women don't want to do it because they think they're being pushed around. I mean, there's all these false reasons why people don't explore their marriage. And if you don't, you know, you'll be married like 20 years and hate each other and you get a divorce. I mean, it's, it's, that's what's so sad about it. It's, uh, they, if you really love each other, you have a real chance at building something together. I, I love what... Uh, uh, Mariska Hargitay's husband, Peter Herman, said, he said, you know, if, you're go- if you get married thinking the other person is going to make you happy, you're going to fail. He said, because happiness comes from what you build together. It doesn't come, the other person is not going to make you happy. And Rob Reiner said it in another way. He's married to Michelle, a singer. And he said, you have to work your own side of the street. You've got to get your act together. Yeah. And she's got to get her act together. Yeah. And you can't expect the other one to carry the load. What did Viola Davis say about that? But uh, it's, it's not 50-50. Right. It's 100-100. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it's true. You've got to give it all. And, and also, if, and, and, short of being in, in an abusive relationship, if you don't stop to think that uh, for a moment that or take the clarity to go, well, maybe I'm the one that's the problem here that we're having in this current confrontation, uh, then, you know, you got to you got to reevaluate things if that's the case. I think so. And you also have to be, you know, a peacemaker with each other. I always say somebody has to be the Sadat who crosses the desert. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, well, and that's that's true, and and something that my wife and I learned as well, and that's why I think this book is is such a great thing to also to hear how other couples that are successful doing it is. You know, I always felt the onus was on me to go to to be into absolutely everything she was into, and she felt the onus was on her. Oh yes, I'll go to this thing that I really don't want to go to, and we sort of made a deal through therapy, and we learned about this. It's okay to say no, I don't want to do this. Because when I do go do something with her, she knows I want to be there. She's not dumb. She knows that if she's dragging me to something. And just those little lines of communication right. have meant so much. Yeah, and they have the little resentments about it. You know, it's, it's true. Um, and, and they build up. And there's so much joy to be had if you can just get past, you know, your own 
baloney, for want of a <laughs> to keep myself. Yes, uh, it's yeah, funny. Uh, it, it's true. I, I don't know if you guys remember this is a little bit obscure, but I remember on uh, on the show Soap way yeah. back in the day, one of the characters, Jessica, was talking about you guys as a couple in real life and how you would never last because you'd be so freaked out about how famous their spouse is. You would, <laughs> Bill would be freaking out, that's Marlo Thomas, Marlo Thomas, oh my God, that's Phil Donahue, and you would never communicate with each other. You guys remember that at all? No, I don't, but it's a funny idea. Yeah. <laughs> but it, the truth to that, when we go... When I go, with each other. he means with each other. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead, Phil. We have a delay on the signal here, so it's hard to communicate. But go ahead. Well, people knock me over in airports to get to Marlowe. <laughs> yeah. and you know, finally, some, finally, someone will recognize me, and they'll say, "Oh, we like you too, Regis." <laughs> Regis. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Um, I've often um, uh, come up with the notion that maybe sometimes Hollywood marriages don't work out because um, they, they there's so many yes people in, in, a, in a, maybe a celebrity circle that when they have somebody who is so close to them who doesn't necessarily buy all of their BS, uh, that's that's not it's not fun to be around. Does, does that hold any water with you guys? Well, you know, uh, Michael J. Fox and Tracy Poland talked about that, uh, that he said to her, nobody talks to me the way you do. And she said, because I'm the only one you're not paying. Yeah. Everybody else is on your pay. You yeah. Know? And she said that was really a turning point in their marriage when he thought she was just this only person in the world who uh, saw his flaws when, in fact, she said everybody else is being paid not to see your flaws. So we do get... A little bit of that, all of us, I think. Well, I mean, so does a guy or a woman who's got a big job in a firm, or even a, you guys. I mean, you're the stars of the show. I'm sure that people around you aren't pointing out your mistakes all the time. No, and that's so something that's, my, my, my wife had to get, you know, it was, that was something that we had to, had to deal with. But once, once you learn some, some basic communication skills, it does mean a lot. And honestly, you're in it. I never, we both never wanted starter marriages. We wanted a real deal that would, that would last, but it, it, you know, it, it, it's, there there are things you always hear that marriage is a lot of work. It shouldn't be that much work, but there is work involved. And, and, uh, and so this book, I think I will serve as a good incitement for people to listen to other people and perhaps even entertain a couple's therapy and stuff like that, because it can really improve everything. And that's what you're in it for in the first place. Absolutely. And that's I, true. And being, <laughs> being kind, you know, uh, I notice that I have friends who are way kinder to me than they are to their spouse, uh. you know, and, and, and that's, we don't, we take our, you know, it's an old adage that we take each other for granted, but I think that's what it means, is that you don't take that extra moment to be kind, to be thoughtful, to be forgiving, as you would for your for your friend. Bolster them up. I mean, Phil always uh, cheerleads me, and I cheerlead him. Yeah. And, I, you know, sometimes, I, as you can tell, I talk a lot. So I'll be, <laughs> we'll be at a dinner party. We'll be at a dinner party, and I'll invariably say something that I wish I hadn't said. And I'll say, oh, God, you know, I shouldn't have said that. I, I think I, I, I really hurt uh, his feelings or her feelings. And, and he'll say to me, oh, no, you were darling. They were charmed by you. He never lets me, you know, wallow in 
whatever insecurity I might have or what worry I have. That's a very big thing. Yeah. It, it relieves me right away. He's told me, oh, no, no, it was wonderful. So we do that for each other. We don't want each other to feel bad. Good. And it's obviously worked in the long run. We know you guys got to go. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, okay. You but, do not know your pin. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I think we lost him. Uh, Phil Donnie. I think somebody's trying to sell us hash. Did you hear that? <laughs> I did hear a hash in there. Uh, but listen, we're, uh, I'm looking at the, uh, the couples that are featured in there. So it's, you know, Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick and... Uh, who else in there? Ted Dance and Mary Steenburgen. She mentioned Michael J. Fox and Tracy Pullen. Sting and Trudy are in there. Yep. Mark uh, uh, Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelo. So there's a whole bunch of them in there. So they go through these success stories. So there's more than, than you realize that, that have actually worked in the world of Hollywood. Yes. They're, they're yeah. just sharing their, their secrets their to stories. success. Yes. By the way, we're looking at, uh, while she was on the interview, Nick had pulled up uh, her I'm, or her uh, Wikipedia. Uh, she was on that girl. Marla Thomas just Stunningly beautiful, most you, gorgeous eyes I've ever I, seen. I think it's called Tubi. It's the uh, it's this, this website that we we advertised it, and it's it's basically a lot of free stuff. But they they have uh, I've been watching that girl and shows from years ago. Wow, I mean, and it was we didn't get a chance to mention that to her. And I'll tell you one other thing that that Marla Thomas is directly involved with the St. Jude's oh my Hospital is unbelievable. Her father Danny Thomas started it. The work they do is just unbelievable. And patients don't pay for anything. They don't pay for anything. Not it's like dime. the Shriners, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, just yeah. They, they cover it all. That's that's fantastic. All right. We need to take a quick break. Thank you again to our friends at HERS because we got to try some new flavors today. It's really cool. They have these uh, flavor mix. Uh, they've combined two classic flavors into one chip. And you get a bigger, bolder flavor. So they brought by the cheddar and sour cream and onion. Excellent. And this is one chip. Okay, so all those flavors. Barbecue and salt and vinegar now. And Red Hot and Honey Barbecue. So thank you. You can pick up a bag of hers, Flavor Mix. Your taste buds will thank you for it as well. We'll be back in a second. We're going to test you. Lesson question is coming up. And we'll get Trash and Music News, too. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I don't know if you noticed, but we just got Russified. We did. Tom Sawyer on MMR. Russified! Uh, actually, I have a Rush story coming up in Music News in just a moment, which will be along in uh, just a few seconds, but we got to do a couple other things first. One of them is reward you for listening all morning long, and we have a chance for you to win a $50 Meineke gift card for the location in the Mayfair section of Northeast Philly. So if you've always wanted to go to Meineke and your favorite location is in the Mayfair section of Northeast Philly, you were in luck today. That's where I'd go. And you need to know the answer in order to even be more lucky. When you only have two days of a heat wave, it's not technically a heat wave. Instead, it's a heat what? 215-263-WMMR. And that was from early this morning, like 620 a.m., 
When you only have two days of a heat wave, it's not technically a heat wave. Instead, it's a heat what? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. We'll do the trash while you are calling. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it is brought to you by... Sequoia Outback. Uh, whether you're looking to build a new deck or a freshen up patio with new furniture, Sequoia Outback has everything you need to create your backyard oasis. Route 309 in Hatfield or online at decksupplies.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, 45-year-old Leonardo DiCaprio throwing his 21-year-old girlfriend Camilla Maroney a birthday party aboard a sprawling private yacht. Maroney apparently loved the party but almost drowned a few times after repeatedly trying to walk on the water. <laughs> 46-year-old Kate Beckinsale helped her boyfriend, Goody Grace, celebrate his 23rd birthday earlier this week. Beckinsale apparently surprised Grace with some celebrity guests, including Spider-Man and a cowboy. Oh, my God. And finally, in a surprising move, former quarterback Jay Cutler celebrated Father's Day with his strange wife, Kristen Cavallari, and their kids at her new home. Kristen released a statement saying, quote, even though Jay and I have split, we have grown to hate each other, and I I forgot my original point. (laughs) That's your Hollywood trash. All right, we will see if somebody knows the answer to this question. When you only have two days of a heat wave, it's not technically a heat wave, it's technically a heat what? 215-263-WMMR. To Greg, we go. Hey, Greg. Yeah, Zooks. Yeah, Zooks. Do you say, well, v- very good accent as well. That's how it originated. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So not a heat wave, but a heat what? A heat word. Word. Yeah, yeah. yeah hang on, Greg. We have got a $50 Meineke gift card location Mayfair section Northeast Philly. They're offering 25% off to any customer who's had their catalytic converter stolen or cut off their vehicle. And they helped out local favorite Nick's Roast Beef during the pandemic. When that happened to them, they want to do the same offer to you, all Philadelphians. Meineke and Mayfair wants to know, wants you to know that they are here for you during this rough time and is going to help in any way that they can. That's Meineke at 6140 Frankfurt Avenue. Let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Nubbits, yeah. Nubbits, yeah. Hers, the official chip taking your summer to the next level is our sponsor. When it comes to snacking this summer, keep it Philly Philly and make it hers. Hers forever good. Uh, we'll start with this. I think we have some audio from this as well. Dave Grohl teamed up with Paul McCartney and Elvis Costello and other famous musicians to perform when the Saints go marching in with the New Orleans Preservation Hall Jazz Band to raise funds for the Preservation Hall Foundation. Uh, Dave took on the tambourine while Paul played the trumpet and Costello sang. Uh, the performance was part of Saturday night's Round Midnight Pres- Preserves live stream. <clears throat> which also featured Grohl and the Preservation Hall Jazz Band take on Come With Me Now to New Orleans, as well as Grohl's solo acoustic version of Best of You. Let's play a little bit of uh, this. Here we go. Let's go. Sounds like he's in junior high. Yeah. yeah. 
That's Elvis singing. That's great. That's great. My mom and dad, uh, before I was even born, they lived in New Orleans for a short amount of time. And they used to go to the Preservation Hall. That's and legendary. Jazz band play. Yeah. They loved it. Yeah. Uh, Grohl also spoke about uh, recording the song in the clear Preservation Hall with the help of the jazz band for the 2014 LP Sonic Highways. He said, I'm looking at all these beautiful paintings on the wall, these lighting fixtures and pews that have been there for decades. And I'm thinking, we're going to bust this place. Uh, it was an exciting. It was exciting in that experiment. He said, "Other music uh, artists who performed uh, during the Saturday night event either live or uh, through archival. They were either live or through uh, archival clips. Include Dave Matthews Band, Beck, and others. Slipknot drummer Jay Weinberg was joined by members of Royal Thunder, High on Fire, and more for a quarantine cover of Bruce Springsteen's songs Candy Room.' And the performance was a Father's Day gift." To Weinberg's dad, Max Weinberg. Oh, for Candy's Room? Who's been a member of Springsteen's E Street Band since 1974. That's cool. Uh, Candy's Room originally ap- uh, appeared on Springsteen's 1978 album, Darkness on the Edge of Town. Uh, Jay joined Slipknot in 2014, having already been a huge fan of the group. And there are photos of Max bringing a preteen Jay backstage to meet the band at a concert in New Jersey, so that's really cool that uh, that they were able to do that. What is this? This is Candy's room. I'd never heard it before, so I'm went to read. There are pictures of heroes on the wall. To get to Candy's. Is there a version? Or is this yeah. Bruce? No, this is Bruce Springsteen. Strangers from the city call my baby's number and they bring her toys. When I come knocking, she smiles pretty. She knows I want to be Candy's boy. So they did a version of this. For Max, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like it. Uh, I've always Max, liked that song. I thought it was you in the beginning. I had never heard it before. I was like, that's right, man. <laughs> you almost sound like the vagina. Face <laughs> that's guy. exactly what I'm <laughs> Uh, Getty Lee surprised Rush fans by posting a newly unearthed photo of him as a teenager gigging at one of his first performances. And it's wild how young he looks. It's crazy. Where where was it? It was, well, he, and he says it was at a, a birthday party. I uh, said, uh, once in a while, a photo I haven't seen in ages or ever pops on my social media like a ghost from my past. I find myself slack-jawed, mouth-gaping at some of them in wonder, is that me? Where on earth did this come from? Well... This is one such photo. I was 14 or 15 playing in a garage band at what is obviously one of my very first gigs ever. I do recall that we played some songs by Sam and Dave and the Grassroots. And if you look closely, you can barely see a sliver of a white Hagstrom bass in my hands, one of my very first instruments. When putting my bass book together, I searched high and low to no avail for a photo of this bass. So I'm super pleased to share this moment of my long-forgotten past. So it's a pretty cool picture. It says, congratulations, Anthony, 13. <laughs> yeah, so it was there for a birthday party. <laughs> and then one last thing. I got this from uh, Sarah Jackson from uh, Jackson's show. Uh, and it's the fact that Steve Martin teamed up with the Philadelphia Orchestra to put a symphonic spin on his blue cra- bluegrass tune called Office Supplies. 
Uh, Martin and the Philly Orchestra recorded the socially distanced performance for the Here Now at Home Gala, which the orchestra hosted digitally over the weekend. The performance opened with Steve introducing the song, saying that he would reveal the reason that he titled it Office Supplies after the performance. So the performance itself found Martin rolling away on his banjo, while the Philadelphia Orchestra beefed up with the arrangement with strings, woodwinds, and horns. Uh, True to his word, at the end of the song, Martin cracked in and said, and now I'll tell you why it's called Office Supplies. It's because if, at the end of the song, you're not thinking of Office Supplies, then I haven't done my job. (laughs) It's great. I love him. Office Supplies originally appeared on uh, Martin's 2017 record, The Long-Awaited Album, which he made with North Carolina-based bluegrass band, The Steep Canyon Rangers. So those are the Philly Orchestra. I don't know if you wanted to do this, Preston, I sent over. I don't know if you saw it, but the, 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 uh, some members of uh, Toto got together. Yes. And did a, a performance, a quarantine version of Africa. All right, here we go. I've been locked in my house since March 7th. Please take care of yourselves and may this end soon so we can all go back to work. They produced it a lot. They yeah, really went sounds in and, like they and did. tweaked yeah. it. I, I like the little bit of the raw thing that's yeah. been going on. But, uh, yeah, that's a that's a new version uh, that the band members did. Uh, some of them, anyway. And, uh, yeah, love Steve Lukather. He's such a talented musician. So, Who, so the, the, one of the Picaros has passed, right? Or did both? Yeah. They, uh, well, I know that uh, Jeff died a long time ago. It was ago. like from lawn chemicals. Wasn't it something like that? Yeah, he had some uh, kind of a reaction. It yeah. caused a the thing with his heart. And, yeah. And he died from that. But... Uh, his brother, did he die as well? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll have to look that up. All right. Anyhow, that is music news. And with that, we're going to take a break. And when we return, we'll get ready to wrap up the entire show. Letter of the day for the word of the week. The one and only Pierre Robert takes over from there. We'll be back in a moment. Back in the olden days, about five years ago, your only options to keep listening to WMMR when you got home would be to drive your car into your living room or turn on something called a radio. But now, through modern technology, the smart speaker that's secretly collecting data on you... What did you say? ...can also stream WMMR. Just tell Alexa or Google to open MMR, and magically we'll come streaming into your home. Plus, it may help distract your device from becoming self-aware. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Um, today was fun. Thank you to Josh Holloway yes. for being on the show. Uh, Yellowstone Sunday, 9 o'clock on Paramount Network. And uh, Josh was raring to go, man. Nice guy. Yeah, very much we so. We could hang with him. And we'd often be confused with him. I know physically. We Probably. Often, yeah. He's super good looking. He is. Yep. He was a, uh, a model for Dolce & Gabbana and yeah. Calvin Klein and a whole bunch of others. Yeah. I remember he had done a uh, an old Navy ad. Yeah. Uh, before, right yeah. before loss. Yeah, and I remember seeing that. And I was like, yep, sure enough, that's the <laughs> dude. Uh, Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas. Yeah. 
They have a new book that's called What Makes a Marriage Last, and uh, they've been married for a long time. It is available now wherever books are sold. And thank you to hers this morning. The new flavor mix bags, they brought them in. They've taken some of their most popular flavors, and they've combined them together uh, into one single chip, and then you get a whole bag full of them, and you love it. So cheddar and sour cream and onion, barbecue and salt and vinegar, and red hot and honey barbecue are now available. So you can get those at a store near you. And I'd like to wish a, b- a happy birthday to our Totally Office calendar cover girl, Allison. She is Miss June as well. So today's a big day for her, her birthday. And uh, she's also, you know, it's her month and she's on the cover of the whole thing. So. And there's a, a blog about her. She answered some, you know, she did a Q&A and then sent some new pictures in. Um, so that's up on the website. She's got a lot of personality. Very, uh, very awesome person. Very Delco. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So we need to do the letter of the day. So let's get to that. Here he comes. All right. I'm going to hit this button right now, and then we'll get the letter. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. I as in Internet. All right, we got an I, (laughs) and we have a few more to go before we give away a package of 20 digital movies, including Birds Prey, Gone in 60 Seconds, Just Mercy, The Rhythm Section, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and more for a complete list of uh, the movies you can go to contest at uh, WMMR.com. Hair issues? No, I... The, what? It's the mask and the hair. Oh, okay. The ma- <laughs> it's a mask issue with the hair. Well, I tend to leave the mask l- dangling from my left ear. Yeah. Yeah. But then um, I found it um, annoying, and I was trying to re-rack. <laughs> so it just said, re-rack? Yeah. To your right ear? Oh, dear. Well, I was just trying to um, get spatial clarity. Gotcha. It's annoying. It's really it annoying. is annoying. Can I just go, bought oh. a spe- a specific sunglasses to wear with the mask oh, that really? won't fog up. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. And, and it, they, wow. they work. Yeah. So you, you got them already. I got them already. They work. Right. The one thing is that they are polarized, which means I can't use. Now I don't wear the mask when I'm driving, but I you, when you have a, have a heads up display on the car. Right. Oh, yeah. So I now have three separate pairs of sunglasses. Are those <laughs> wow. sunglasses tactical? Uh, I have the pair of tactical okay. at home. No, these aren't those. I hey, saw know, those ads. I have a question for either Casey, Nick, um, for younger kids, masks that actually stay on their face and don't fall down. Do you guys have one, and where'd you get it? Uh, I have homemade masks um, that were specifically made for uh, for kids. So um, I can see if I can help you out with that. But I, I, as far as purchasing goes, I don't know. Okay. All right. But the, the homemade no. masks, they're, they're cloth, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. but they're made from... Um, from material from a pharmaceutical company, so okay. there's actually uh, some kind of material that goes in the mask. I'll show you. There's like a, a little hole here, and you can put some some stuff in there to prevent oh. um, whatever. You know, like you you, you do, do your best. You you We're trying hard. You know, wear them so that you don't get looked at when you go in a store. Right? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, with the cloth masks. I get confused on how often to wash them. Never. <laughs> And with the when paper you, once masks, you can start smelling your breath in it, then it's yeah. time to either chuck the mask or or wash it a few well, times a week. With the pa- see, but then they say don't touch the front part, mm. which you're doing right now. Right. Don't uh, don't touch the part that is facing your mat their face. You know? uh, no, don't touch the part that's fa- which side is which. Oh, also, you also leave a slit for your cigar. Um, yeah. Throwing the effing thing away. Anyway, I'll I don't know how do you do it. What are you talking about? You're the dad. 
he's got his uh, he's got his super duper thing there. Yeah, it's a buff. But, uh, I mean, how often do you wash it? How often do you think? I've never washed this thing <laughs> one time. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yep, it's doing fine. Yeah, it doesn't smell bad. Hey, do you have the coronavirus? No. Mission accomplished. Well, yeah. there you go. So I'm going to be. It doesn't be, smell bad. It's yeah, it's all good. I'm going to be flying this weekend uh, for the first time. Where so are you going? I'm going to go to California. Okay. Ah. For Fourth of July. So mm-hmm. I am a little nervous about that, and uh, you'll be fine. I figured what I would do is um, uh, Trojan has made me a body condom. <laughs> and, um, That's and awesome. So, uh, it, and they've got two legs in it and galoshes as well. So I will uh, be squeaking through the airport. Uh, and I should be safe, I think. And it's ribbed for your co-passengers' or, yeah. uh, pleasure. Yeah. Or my co-passengers will be really happy. Uh, I won't be as happy, but um, uh, I'd have. I, so I am a little nervous. About you know what? Flying. If there's ever been a, a, like a, a safer time to fly germ-wise, I mean, think, think of all the times you got on planes that were just crawling with germs to begin that's with. Right. Now, at least now there's some focus on it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think Dr. Mike is upset. No. <laughs> no what, what's his problem? Us. Box twenty nine never calls me back. By the way, <laughs> Penn Medicine, Doctor Mike Sarigliano. Hey, Doctor. When Mike. are you, Pierre? When are you leaving? I'm leaving uh, Saturday morning. Will well, you come you with me and hold my hand? <laughs> come over here this week, and I'll take care of you. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll be I'll be over tomorrow. Tomorrow. You, are you going to um, give him an extra pre-flight uh, treatment? Well, I'm going to check him out. That's all I'm going to say. All okay. right. I know hey, what Mike, you're saying. Mike, I got a question for you. What's the uh, quickest you can get a result, a, a, a COVID test back? Not the antibody test, but whether or not you actually have it. Well, now it's about a day. I okay. mean, when this all first started, I had people in the hospital even before I got the results. In the very beginning, it would take a week or two. But now, very, very rapid turnaround. For the for the molecular test, the one yeah. to see if you have it, the antibody test comes back in a day as well. Wow. And how uh, accessible are tests these days? Well, they are accessible. Now, you know, certain places have certain guidelines. But if you need it, I'm, I'm a believer that if you want a test, you should have the test. If you think you had it, to get an antibody test. Now, what you do with that information is a different story. Right. So, you know, we, we don't know how long it protects you. Uh, and, and that's all developing right now but um, i call because pierre the cloth mask you can make one you just have to use a couple of different materials because it sets up an electrostatic charge and that has been shown to be of benefit and the cdc is going to be coming out very shortly with guidelines that not only wearing a mask protects the people around you but it really protects you as well ah. no i i believe in the mask i i just am um, curious on mask etiquette or in terms of how often one changes it if it's a paper one uh how often one washes it if it's a cloth one that sort of thing well if it's cloth you wash it every day that's the whole idea like Preston. <laughs> all right if you, you can't wash a surgical mask and you don't wash an n95 but you shouldn't be wearing an n95 anyway you should yeah shouldn't be because, no, because okay. you, you're not going into an ICU or somewhere ke- dealing with, with positive patients, right? Okay. What about on the airplane? Well, I, I, I mean, look, when you come tomorrow... I'll, you're going to talk about yeah, it. All right. Wink, you wink, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you a gift. I am. And yeah, you there you go. On the plane. That's all you need all to right. know. 
Uh, He's I, the magic uh, man. Give me an IV drip of something. All right. Um, All right. I love you, Dr. Mike. Love you, Dr. Mike. Yeah. All right, Dr. Mike Sergliano. Thank you, Dr. Mike. Always there for you, anytime. Um, so what is on your program today? Did we do the letter? We did. We, we yes, did. Okay. First thing we did. It seemed like five years ago. It does, doesn't it? It does. Uh, <laughs> all right. So on the program today, we're going to celebrate a birthday, which was Sunday, uh, of the great Ray Davies of the Kinks. We'll do a workforce block of the Kinks, a block of the Offspring, and a block of Tool, which should take no less than three hours. So, uh, and that's for one song. So, yes. um, it's going to be great. We're going to have fun. Wonderful. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. You okay? Yeah, what the hell's yeah, going yeah, yeah. on? I, oh. just, I just didn't delete that. Oh, okay. Uh, let me do this again. Uh, Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Tomorrow on the program, it's a Wednesday. That means Fox Good Day. It means a secret text word, and it also means that we are having Big Jay Okerson on the show. Love Big Jay. Uh, Jay was delayed a couple of times coming on the program, but he will indeed be joining us tomorrow, so we're looking forward to that. That is it. We are done. Rage on, and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Just wanted to send out a big you to the gym that had to play hardball. Now the gyms aren't going to be open for another two weeks. Thanks a lot, off. Next message. I just had this glorify put her snozzle into my dang floor. It felt so good. I was shooting gore splat all over the windshield. Dear Christ, Steve, that was the funny thing I've ever heard. Next message. Practice this for 20 minutes. Here we go. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the pop pop do pop pop The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Hey, listen, we know not everybody is super interested in the intricacies of MOBAs or how to dive into the bot lane. That's why we've got Checkpoint AFK, the podcast that lets you know everything that matters to gamers away from the keyboard, whether it's movies, TV, or social issues. So if you want to listen in on the conversation, make sure you check us out. Checkpoint AFK on B-Pod Studios, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to you.